the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. Welcome into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. It's an overreaction Monday inside the Ingalls studio, ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And we're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat, get your overreactions heard here on an overreaction Monday. Oh, where where to start? There's so many instant knee-jerk reactions to have from the weekend that was. Well, before we get too far into it, our buddy Armchair Commentary. I'm your huckleberry. Nope. He has our first overreaction of the day. Uh, does Josh Dobbs deserve a starting job somewhere next season? Yes. Playing way above many quarterbacks right now. Is he, though? Yes. Is he playing? Because he, there was a time where I genuinely thought he was going to get somebody killed. And then he did because he got K.J. Osborne killed. Mm-hmm. And then he just decided, you know what? I'm done throwing it. I'm just going to run because <laughs> they really seem to be struggling with that. So uh, he is better than Mac Jones, though. I will. Bill Belichick should be on the phone with him right now because Mac Jones is horror awful. Yes. And we will talk about that later in this here program yes indeed we will um big games over the weekend of uh, kansas city chiefs and the miami dolphins hey weird uh, miami played a good team game. and lost isn't that weird yeah isn't it weird how that works yeah yeah i mean was i the only one that was sorely disappointed that i got up way too early to watch that game uh, it wasn't great i was very disappointed wasn't great you know what was great what was that the cincinnati Bengals <laughs> and the baltimore ravens yes indeed that's a great place to start here on an overreaction monday we decided we're gonna we're gonna split everything into divisions today yeah because we want to we want to hit all of your teams we got a lot of things to talk about it's just some of your teams are really <laughs> terrible <laughs> oh i mean did you have to do that 100 it did who else was i gonna that say it about mean. that's number one first if you're thinking bad, by the way, Jonas Knox, stop doing my thing. All right. That's my thing. And I do it better than what you. What did he do? My. Oh, gotcha. That's mine. Uh, <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. Where do they stack up in the, uh, in the lexicon, in the, uh, the power ranking here? Uh, to me. They are the first and second best teams in the NFL. The only thing I can't decide is which one goes where. Uh huh. I don't know. Uh huh. I'll go ahead and tell you. Let me let me give you a little spoiler for tomorrow. When power rankings come out, those two are one too. I just haven't decided yet which one goes number one. <laughs> uh, I have my preferences, um, and I think I, I'm I'm on Baltimore. That's funny because I, I have my preference and I'm on Cincinnati. Well, that makes perfect I have sense. Up right now. That makes all the sense in the world. Baltimore Ravens. I mean, this is the second time in three weeks that I have seen you take on a team from the NFC and just absolutely rub their nose in it. And I'm I'm now going to 
I'm I'm now thinking that Seattle is a is an NFC good team. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You want me to make you a lot of money when good teams from the AFC play good teams from the NFC? You should take the AFC every single time, unless it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I then mean, that, we can talk. That was an absolute demolition. Well, Geno Smith's not good at football. Mm-hmm. Bad Geno has officially resurfaced. West Virginia, New York Jet Geno that I come to know, come to know and despise has reappeared. Yeah, but let's talk about Baltimore. Um, as far as just being able to play, like to me, these two teams are pretty similar. Like Seattle wants to do what Baltimore did to them. They mm-hmm. want to be that, you know, hard-nosed defense, get-after-the-quarterback team that can come up with some big plays here and there to get takeaways, and then, oh, by the way, I'm going to run the ball down your throat, and there's nothing you can really do about Keaton it. Keaton Mitchell, that's, that's, a, that's a former fighting Mike Houston. Right, right. Good for the rookie. I have been told that dude is the fastest human being on the planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Saw a little of it yesterday. You're welcome, Stephen Tao, uh, for not (laughs) – because I said when we picked this game on Friday, like every time I'm on that side, they let me down. So I'm going against them. So I think I'm going to continue to just go against Baltimore uh, so they will win the rest of the season. Well, I mean, it's really hard to beat a team that rushes for 300 yards. I know. Oh, if you had, if you had, the Baltimore Ravens are going to rush for 300 yards, 298, to be fair, and Gus Edwards would have five carries. You're a witch. Mm-hmm. You're a you're a witch of a human being. <laughs> but was he made yesterday. the most out of his uh, carries, though. The two touchdowns really uh, saved the day. Also, if you had Kenny Walker and Zach Carbonet, would be uh, the fifth and sixth leading rushers in this game. Also, a witch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I just, I look at Baltimore and go, this is what a well-coached team when you keep everything together. This is how it goes. All right, Wink Martindale leaves goes to the Giants. Yeah, defense is still pretty good. Mm -hmm. Mike McDonald, it's pretty good. Offense with uh, Greg Roman had become a problem. Greg Roman goes out, and it's way better now. It's way better now. Todd Monken, I can't say this is all you. But you're certainly not hurting anything. Mm-hmm. And that version of Lamar Jackson is not to be trifled with. Mm-hmm. Baltimore certainly at uh, at the top of the league after proving that they can handle every team in the NFC. I mean, outside of the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Well, they haven't had a chance at that yet. In Philadelphia, you should really thank the schedule makers for that because after what I saw yesterday, I don't think you want to be picking fights with anybody. You may not like that. Um, Cincinnati Bengals, though. That offense a little different. Joe Burrow is 100% back, and all of the people that threw that, that were trying to throw dirt on their grave, you were very premature. Mm-hmm. Because now we're just now to the midway point of the season, and if the season ended right now, which obviously it doesn't, Cincinnati would be in the playoffs, and nobody wants to play them. Mm-hmm. Nobody. They and you can give me the score all you want to. I watched every play. I watched every second. I for not one tenth of a second did I think the Buffalo Bills. Not only, not only is Cincinnati better, 
I never for one second thought there's something that could happen here where Buffalo's going to come back and win this. Never thought it for a second. That second, they annihilated every person that trotted out there. Mm. There were times that it almost felt like Cincinnati knew what they were calling. Chris Collinsworth talked about this. Of He knows when the safeties are coming every single time. And he is picking them apart. Cincinnati is every bit of what I thought they were coming into the season. It started slow. Mm-hmm. The, the calf, you can give me whatever reason for it that you want to. They're actually better than I thought they were. Now that they figured it all out, T. Higgins is involved. Joe Mixon looks like a different running back. And the offensive line is holding up. I can't mm-hmm. tell you it's great because there are still times that I go, hmm, you get beat one-on-one and he has to step up way more than I want him to. doesn't matter. Yeah. When he can do that and he can put his foot in the ground, step up in the pocket and just annihilate you, they're the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. It does not have to be great. It has to be good enough. And that's last all we night ever, it was right. well beyond good enough. Well, I mean, that's what we all uh, what all we ever wanted it to be, right? I mean, this guy got to a Super Bowl with a god awful offensive line that got him hit more than any other quarterback that had taken a team that far. All you ever needed was serviceable offensive line play from mm-hmm. Cincinnati, and this was going to be special. I think they have I think, I don't know. Just yesterday, I got that feeling that there were some teams that did them themselves great favors that showed you, I am that team that can rise up, that can, you know, in the big moment, step up and win the game. Two of them were from the AFC North. I I would agree. And you you saw, I I think the unheralded part of Cincinnati is how good that defense is. Mm Mm-hmm. Cam Taylor Britt, yeah, he was he was pretty good on old Stefan Diggs. Trey Hendrickson, yeah, he's pretty good. Yep. Jermaine Pratt, somehow he's just always around the ball. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you which one of these two I'm going to have it one. I've gone back and forth. Stephen Tao was messaging me last night. I, he asked me who number one in the power rankings would be, and I said, well, there is a purple bird that has done themselves a lot of favors. Mm-hmm. But then I responded about halftime of the Sunday night game. There's also a striped tiger that is, uh, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it should be trifled with either. They're doing some things. Um, so you got Baltimore and Cincinnati at the top of the division. Mm-hmm. And then you have Cleveland somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. they're tied with Pittsburgh, who's the worst 5-3 and three team. If the Arizona Cardinals had been allowed to stay on the field, when the game ended last night until right now i'm not sure they would have ever scored points (laughs) and i'm not a hundred percent sure that it even matters if cleveland went home at some point oh yeah that's bad 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 shutting out the cardinals 27 to nothing wasn't a lot to speak about uh no deshaun watson was serviceable which Mm -hmm. is what you need him to be Mm -hmm. because that defense is really really good yep as long as he's not pj walker you can pretty much you can pretty much beat anybody the afc north right now it feels like you've we've all seen that meme of the three dragons and two of them look really mean and fierce (laughs) and then the third one's sitting there like i'm here too yeah that's the pittsburgh steelers uh yeah Hey, we'd make the playoffs too. You would. I mean, you're not wrong. You would. If the season ended today, you would be there. Mm-hmm. You would not like how that goes. Nope. 
but now, you'd be there. Do you remember all that crap you were giving me in our prognostications when I told you I had like ten, uh, th- uh, four ten win teams in this division? Now I'm not saying that that's where we're headed, but I mean we're we're a good portion into the season, and there's still wins left on that schedule. No doubt. I'm not saying they're going to get there, but we're going to have four teams with way too many wins in this division. Satisfied Browns fan says Pittsburgh beat the Ravens already. Did they though? I mean, yes. At the end of the game, sure. There was a scoreboard that had a Steelers logo and it had more points than Baltimore. Did you not walk away from that going? I feel like Baltimore went one and one today. Uh, they they <laughs> beat themselves and they lost. So I just to me, it's this is the best division in football. This may be the best division we've ever seen in the NFL, possibly because every one of these teams outside of Pittsburgh does something so so well Mm -hmm. but one of them's gonna fall apart if you look at the history and the way this goes one of these teams is gonna fall apart and i'm not talking about pittsburgh Mm -hmm. one of the three really good ones cleveland cincinnati baltimore falls apart and i can't even begin to guess which one it is i know who i think it is cleveland it's, it's the one that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just hard to imagine because you haven't seen Cleveland do that yet, right? You haven't seen Cleveland hit a stride. We've seen Cincinnati bounce back from an early deficit and go, oh, wait, this is actually who we are. We've seen Baltimore, you know, kind of little, you know, up and down to start the season. And then now it kind of feels like, I mean, we've at least seen the two crush spots in the last two weeks, right? And and they and really they crushed the Cardinals last week and just kind of let the score look good at the end, right? I, I think Arizona scored both touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I believe you're right, yes. So it made it look like that was a closer game than it actually was. They are playing dominant football at the top of this division. Not really trying to take any way from Cle- away from Cleveland, but. I'm not taking a thing away from Cleveland. Your, Your def- defense sure. is unbelievable. But if I had to bet one of these teams was going to fall apart, you wouldn't like my answer to that. I'd 100% put it on the Browns. You, The Browns are the one that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. I've also seen Baltimore do this more than Stop. once where, oh, you look so good in this. Don't speak it into existence. And it's usually about the time Tank really starts talking about how good you are. I'm- you're not putting this one on me. I already told you I'm not being that guy this year. I'm 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 not. So what? You're just resigned to being wrong. I I, I will. I'm going to say things I don't mean because the, the world won't let me be right. Hey, Mister Thirteen's tattooed all over my body. You're not wrong. Maybe if I can give, I mean, this might be the greatest gift that I could give to the world, or at least to Ravens Nation. Just pick against them. This is about to get, takes. Uh, at least to me, this is the most interesting in football, interesting division in football, and it's about to get really, really, really interesting because have you looked at the schedule for the Baltimore Ravens? Oh, they play the Browns this week. They play the Browns this week, and they play Cincinnati on Thursday Night Football the week after. That is a evil combination of games. Mm-hmm. You win those two, you're the unquestioned one. Yes. Unquestioned, no doubt one. Yes. And they're both at home. You just survived an evil, evil set of road trips. Mm-hmm. Between having to go to to London and you were on the road against the Steelers, you were on the road against the Browns, and you had to do that West Coast trip all the way to Arizona. To come out of that 
that says a lot. Yeah. And Michael Mulcair in the chat, he has the perfect line. Lamar staying healthy is huge. No doubt. That's what all of this depends on. Mm-hmm. He cannot have another one of those Decembers where, oh, now my knee hurts and, or my ankle hurts or whatever the case may be. Lamar Jackson is now 100% the straw that stirs this drink. This Todd Monken offense is not going to work with Tyler Huntley. I don't care what he looked like when the game was well out of hand yesterday. Mm-hmm. But if they stay healthy, I don't think anybody wants to see them come into their building. Yep. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville coming up next. We'll talk about the NFC North, or excuse me, the NFC West. San Francisco. Anybody want to win that division? Is anybody here good? Well, you know, I mean, Seattle took a lump. We'll talk about it next. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings call wnc auto detailing at 455-3700 premium care with a southern hospitality touch the sportsocracy we treat star athletes better because they're better people that's not fair life isn't fair kiddo get used to it Welcome back into the sportsocracy espn asheville overreaction monday the NFC West, well, I mean, you know, um, Seattle what, and what San Francisco. What was that exactly? Well, look, uh, you know, NFC, uh, clearly that's a different brand of football, right? Sometimes yeah, it's like a, <laughs> It's a real bad brand of football. <laughs> you know, one's the MAC and one's the SEC. It's Don't know that I would go SEC this year. It's probably not the conference I would lead on. Eh, you know, but can't I'm not leaning on the Pac-12. You probably should. Mm-mm. They got two better teams than any other conference does. Uh, but we'll talk about that later in the show. Mm-mm. I am I am just confounded by Seattle. You had six first downs in an NFL game. You possessed the ball for nineteen minutes and fifty six seconds. Woof. Oh, and by the way, fifty of your yards. We're on one play. Mm-hmm. That kind of futility I leave to teams like the New York Giants. I swear I thought you were about to say the Jets. Like, I am in too good a mood. No, why would I do that? Because you're a jerk. 
Well, I mean, we'll see. You got an opportunity to do that tonight. Yeah. Uh, Seattle has a big old problem, and his name's Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I've said this multiple times this year, and every time I say it, Seattle fans come back at me and go, well, you're just not watching. The- no, I am. I-, I am, and I've I've read this book. He went to my college. He played for my NFL team, and now we're here. And you know what I'm seeing? The exact same guy that I saw for what felt like four lifetimes. He's really accurate in, in, in short short area throws. He holds on to the ball entirely too long. And he cannot disseminate what's happening down the field. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. It's DK Metcalf or Dink and Dunk. And that guy is not good enough to win this division. I know San Francisco doesn't look all that impressive right now. The Rams are everything that we thought they were, if not worse. And yes, I know it was with Brett Rippon. I get it. I changed all of my fantasy team names to something with his name. <laughs> if you watch the Tosh.0 show, you know exactly <laughs> what it was. Can't say it on this show because the FCC gets mad. Mm-hmm. And the Arizona Cardinals are adamantly not trying to win games. So. I just don't know what the high side is for Seattle. This is now two times I've seen you get absolutely dog-walked. And both times, Geno Smith was the lion's share of the problems. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know what to do with you anymore. You're super talented, and I can tell you how this is going to go. You play the Commanders this week, and it's going to look much like it did against the Lions. You're going to go in against a markedly better offense and beat the brains out of them. Not better than Baltimore. I, I hope that's not how that came off because mm-hmm. that's not what I meant anyway. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, Washington has a good, not great offense. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if they broke 300 yards this week against Seattle. They just go in there and pound them sideways. But it doesn't mean anything. I don't care that you can beat the Washingtons and the Cardinals and the Giants and the Panthers. That Lions win, outside of that, none of this is really sending me. No. Okay, you beat Cleveland with a backup quarterback in your house. It's a fine win. It's not sending me. And then I look at your schedule and go, you catch two with the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Eagles in four straight weeks, and I'm not sure you can beat any of those teams. You're good, Ken, but I never know when that's going to show up. <laughs> This is like play, the Seattle Seahawks at this point are like, you remember that old game show, Press Your Luck, mm-hmm. where there there was no rhyme or reason to it whatsoever. You just, now, yeah, n- now, no whammies, no whammies, just close your eyes yep. and pray. Yep. That's what the Seattle Seahawks are. Let's just hope for the love of all that's good and holy that good Seattle shows up. Mm-hmm. And if good Seattle shows up, you can get a win. You mm-hmm. can get a win against a good team. Um. But it's going to be, uh, you know, here or there, whether or not that happens. You're going to go in and you're going to be able to out-muscle, out-tough most every team on your schedule. You're not going to be able to do that to the 49ers, right? you probably do that to the Dallas Cowboys. Bill Budacek uh, said, I uh, I switched up on the Seahawks quick. You just said they might go to the Super Bowl. What I said was they were my preseason Super Bowl mm-hmm. pick, and that's starting to make me not look so stupid. And now, then they heard that and went – you remember that thing I just said about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Hey, we're here too. Uh, <laughs> nope. No. No, no. Only way that uh, if you disappear the Philadelphia Eagles, you're still fourth in line. Mm-hmm. Just that was awful. 
Awful. Aside from the opening week loss, uh, right, aside from that loss to the Rams, you lost to the Bengals and the Ravens. Those are two good teams. Those Those are are respectable losses. This is very uh, Dolphin-y looking to me. We've got a schedule coming up that I'm going to expect you or I'm on, you know, you're going to need to win some big games. Here's and how the question I would is, say can this, you guys. do that? Here's how, and this is just me, you know, looking into the old little, the old little crystal mullet ball. Uh, you're going to beat the commanders. You're going to beat the Rams. You beat the Titans, Steelers and Cardinals at the end of the year. You'll lose those four in the middle. You go in 10 and seven. San Francisco wins the division and you have to go into either Detroit Philadelphia, San Francisco. Uh, yeah, you better pray you're the five seed. Because the three I just said, no shot. You play them in a playoff atmosphere, they will annihilate you. Oh, they already beat Detroit, though. Yeah, they didn't mean to. They didn't mean to. That was good, Gino. Yeah. Right? And good was- Gino at this point is too unpredictable. Mm-hmm. But that was the last time we saw good Gino, wasn't it? Uh, there hasn't been a lot of it. I mean, he is not. Pre- it, it is hard for me to wrap my head around how you can have weapons this good, and you don't press the ball down the field hardly ever. Mm-hmm. You can't run. It's super inconsistent. You run on bad teams. That's it. Yep. And Kenny Walker was an afterthought much of yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was just a. It was a comedy of errors, and it really makes me second guess a lot of what I see with Seattle. Now. Uh, uh, an interesting little tidbit that came out of yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's a great chance the Arizona Cardinals are going to have the number one pick. I like a great chance that Arizona's getting the number one pick. Okay. One win. Carolina's going to accidentally win two or three more games. Maybe. Trust me, after yesterday, <laughs> I know how weird that sounded. They will accidentally win a couple more games. Okay. I'm not sure Arizona will. They're not even trying. And you can give me the, well, Kyler Murray's going to come back and they're going to look completely different. You name me how many snaps Kyler Murray's played on defense, and we can talk. Because at this point, if he can't score 30 points a week, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you he can't, none of it matters. Mm -hmm. And that opens up a whole new can of worms of, if you're Arizona, I feel like you would have to stick with Kyler Murray. Because I feel like Kyler's a better prospect right now than Caleb Williams or Drake May. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not saying a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Man, that Caleb Williams thing has aged so well. Since the minute I railed on him and went, is it not time for us to start asking questions? He has done everything in his power to go, here's a list of questions you can ask. Start at the top and just go to the bottom. And I'm going to give you weird answers to all of them. Like, I want to go home and cuddle with my dog and watch some shows. That's a direct quote, folks. That's a direct quote. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Caleb Williams what later. What are you doing? I don't, I don't know. We're killing this country. Oh, Every it, generation oh, at a time. Oh, by the time I'm old, I'll hate everybody under 40. Oh, I already do. <laughs> I screw you, Jeremy. Uh, I hate all of you. Everybody under 40. Uh, look, just, I'm a pres- I can't trust I'm a, you anymore. I'm a presidential term younger than you. But at the, at the um, how do I say this in a politically correct way? Our parents' generation <laughs> yeah. was single ply razor blade toilet paper that you get in a really cheap motel. Mm-hmm. 
every generation up until now has gotten three times softer. <laughs> right. The college age generation is eight ply Charmin. <laughs> You're so soft this, that you could literally use you for a pillow. Oh, no, no doubt. This uh this generation is softer than the president's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't do politics. That's the best line I think that you've ever had. <laughs> that might be number one. Uh, you're in the you're in the sportocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. We'll get into all of that coming up over the next. Go ahead. Kelvin Joyner, this is too good a line for me to not say. He said, I knew he was going to cry in the car, but he didn't even make it. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. Oh, poor old shoot. Oh. You're in the sportocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. At Ingles, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park. We're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. <laughs> Jeremy, um, so in all of the uh, all of the NFLing yesterday, did you see the, the Glazer report? The Glazer report that he did on the Las Vegas Raiders meeting. Yes, I, I did. So, we know congratulations to the Raiders, by the way. They ended up Let's getting 1-0 now. Again, Let's get a win. As uh, Antonio you play the Jets, Pierce. You play the Jets next Sunday night, and I'm, I am I, I am here to tell you, I don't believe that's going to go the same way. Antonio Pierce leading his uh, new team to the win over the New York football giants. Led by highly predictable. Led by Danny DeVito. <laughs> At least that's how he played. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, you got to love an NFL quarterback that a defense looks at and goes, I dare you. We'll put in 10 in the box. Throw it. I want you to. There was a meeting the other day before Josh McDaniels got fired, though, uh, on trade deadline night. There was a meeting several days before that. After they got spanked on uh, primetime by the Lions, where apparently all of the players, captains included, got into a room and they apparently lit into Josh McDaniel. Which, good for you. This is all of the things that you are doing wrong. And these are all the problems that we have. And apparently they went one by one by one. And th- everybody eviscerated him. Do you think they put up the Festivus poll? 
Maybe. For the airing of grievances? Maybe so. I would love to have seen a feats of strength between Antonio Pierce and Josh McDaniels. <laughs> he just looks at him and goes, little boy, this is going to hurt real bad. Yeah. So apparently in this meeting, Josh was sitting there taking it all in. Just everybody get it out. Okay. Then Antonio is supposed to get up and defend Josh or to speak on Josh's behalf before the team. And he whips them into this rallied frenzy with the tales of how his team once took down the unbeatable New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. And never at any moment did he wait and go, oh, snap, that's the guy I'm trying to defend's team. I am defending the man <laughs> with whom we vanquished. <laughs> it is bad. No, sir. Antonio Pierce does the speech and he gets everybody riled up and apparently it was that speech that got back to ownership and mark davis went yep that's my guy that's the guy i want coaching this team i don't know which part of that is more comical to me the fact that you didn't know how bad the players hated this guy i knew it i've never stepped foot in your building i've said that on this show at least four times and then the fact that this is what convinced you to make the change and you went, yeah, let's go with the guy that really rallied the troops. Okay. D did, did you happen to notice that Antonio Pierce didn't or do a lot yesterday? Mm -hmm. He had the headset on, mm -hmm. but the microphone was up here. Well, because he's the leader. He's not the coach. Remember, that's what Mark Davis said. He's a leader. He's and that's not, and that's fine. We have uh, other people that can do the coaching. Mm -hmm. Do you remember how the Jeff Saturday thing went last year? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, there's a defense coming. There's a defense coming to town that can show just <laughs> exactly. I mean, look, I think I've defended the Raiders all year long. Mm -hmm. I just, I've heard a lot of vehement overreactions today. You beat the Penguin from the first Batman. That was Danny DeVito. All right. Calm down. Oh, we killed their defense. Their defense is not good. It's, it's, none of it's good. Right. Everything everything happening with that blue helmet team is bad, 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 bad. Now you're going to get the Colin Farrell penguin. Mm, yeah. I don't want. I don't want to. No, I don't want, want my that? team known as that. You don't want that one. No, I don't really. Nothing from emo Batman. Seacrest time. Okay. <laughs> I don't need my. I don't want my Batman and my Caleb Williams to have things in common. Second best Batman, and those two definitely do. My story is about Michigan football. A, there is something coming today. He just got that joke. I saw him. He got it live. Uh there's this, there's something coming with Michigan today. I was told yesterday to be very flexible because there is probably a punishment coming down for Mister Harbaugh today. Now I'm going to tell you why. Mm -hmm. At some point over the course of last week, it was floated that Purdue might not even play. That's how aggressive this got, according to reports, in meetings with ADs and presidents and all the things with the Big Ten. They are forcing the hand. Yep. Now, why did all of this come to light? You know me. I love a good conspiracy theory mm -hmm. and there is one out there that it came from none other than just for men ryan day himself do you know why if this is true it's brilliant 
Do, do you know why this is a conspiracy theory? Why? He's related to somebody in the FBI. Uh-huh. That's where the probe came from. Uh-huh. If this is true, I will take back everything I have ever said about Ryan Day. That he's sitting around the, the 4th of July table going, hey, I need you to do me a favor. Well, and they sent out private investigators, too. Mm-hmm. You saw that part? Mm-hmm. And the private investigators that were sent out were like roommates of Ryan Day's brother. It's There's, there's so many seven degrees of separation of this. Mm-hmm. He was confronted in the uh, lobby of their hotel. Don't know why he was in the lobby of a hotel at this particular time, but he was asked if he was the one that turned Michigan in. I have never in my life seen somebody that was so flippant to just go, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. I'm not, I'm not angry that it's happening. Oh, shit. That's what I do. <laughs> Are you are you sure? Are you, are you sure? sure Michigan's in trouble for something? Because uh, I don't know that I heard that. I this is declare <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> this is the first you're telling me of this. Uh, I must ask my postman where that particular telegram got lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if this is true, it's absolutely great. Ryan Day should get Coach of the Year if this is true. Well, if he finds a way to beat Michigan with that quarterback, he should get coach of the century. It's Kyle McCord. He's bad at football. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. You were down at halftime to a team that had completed two passes. Two. Two of them. Hey, it doesn't matter how you start, right? It's how yeah. you finish. That's what we've yeah. been led to believe. Uh, let's talk about the NFC East on this overreaction Monday here on the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I, I mean, last night went pretty much how I expected it was going to go. Close game down to the end. Somebody's got a chance to win it, and we'll just see who can step up and win a bullet. And guess what? It wasn't. The Dallas Cowboys. Well, in the last minute, they both tried to see who could out-cowboy the other. I have never in my life seen a drive go, what they go, 70-some-odd yards? Between penalties, you had a, a P.I. on James Bradbury that was horrific. Greg Olson said the best play in the NFL at this point is an underthrown go ball, and you are exactly right. Yep. Just stop when you see them come back to the ball just stop and angle your head back they won't throw the flag you know when they do throw the flag when you stare directly through their chest as you ride them out of bounds Mm -hmm. that's not gonna work now sorry i'm sitting rob johnson kind of like florida state with a 10-7 lead against Pitt. yeah um on the road without a receiver you're missing your top four receivers a little different We'll get to that later. I totally, I got thrown off. I saw it out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have a rough in the passer on Hassan Reddick that is as bad of a mental breakdown as I think I've ever seen in my life. Dallas gets the ball inside the 20. And then what? It was third and 32 by the end of that. Mm-hmm. Because Mike McCarthy, game management, clock management, all of it is just an absolute abject disaster. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not knowing, like, 
what you need to do in a scenario of, you know, clocking the ball, right? You clock the ball, you stop the clock, get a play in. Trying to take a play off the fly, it you know, it feels very Carolina basketball-y to me. Remember when we crucified Roy Williams for this over and over and over again? Never taking timeouts of, of not calling the timeout or not, you know, not stopping the play enough to draw something up and just let the guys do what they need to do. That's all well and good if you have somebody who has the ability to make that final play, if you have a Patrick Mahomes, right? If you have a Tom Brady, you have Dak Prescott. And I have never, I mean, I've tried to be the guy who's like, maybe there's still some good in Dak and he could, there is good in Dak, but there is zero great in Dak. He could come out and he can throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, but with the game on the line, I don't want the ball in his hands. I have long had a theory that I have done in stand-up acts all over this wonderful country of ours, and I have modified it a little bit, A, so I can say it on FCC radio, and B, so I can compare it to one Dak Prescott. He is the three-cheese chicken penne. <laughs> Of the NFL. Uh-huh. Because there are times that you order that, you're on a date, date orders it, and you go, you know what? That is, it's financially responsible. It's fine. You didn't go too high in the price list. You didn't go too low. It's a, it's a respectable meal. Then you get somebody like me or Tank that orders it, and you go, good Lord, that is the unholy trinity of carbohydrates. Somebody get a a, a, a paddles machine ready because this might be the one that takes him down. And that's kind of how I feel about Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. You can beat bad teams. But when this gets put in your lap, it is weird how often I see him do things like he did yesterday. The one thing you had to do on that last throw, that ball has to go into the end zone, period. Yep. And what do you do? Eight yards short. Never had a shot. Never had a shot. Mm -mm. And, and this is just what I've seen with Dallas over the, at this point, it feels like two decades. You're good. You're in the same boat as the Seattle Seahawks. You're going to get to the playoffs. You might win a game in the playoffs. Do I have any belief that you're a threat to anybody? No. No, not necessarily. You're a threat in, in the sense that you can have a one-score game with one of these teams and end up losing it. Mm-hmm. And you, it, it, you you are a respectably decent back end of the top 10 team in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You are not a Super Bowl contender, and you're never going to be. Mm -hmm. As long as Dak Prescott is the one underneath center, you're going to keep doing this every single year. And it is laughable to me that I got duped on this again. Mm -hmm. it's Mike, and, and Mike McCarthy, same thing. Like, you know, I felt like uh, I felt like it was early to call for Mike M Mike McCarthy to be fired two years ago when I said it, but I still said it, and I'm going to stand by it now. Mike McCarthy needs to be fired from this job. You, you just – it's constantly the same problem. You have the same – you you have the same guy coaching your team and quarterbacking Can your I team. ask you a question because I couldn't stop thinking this as I was watching – I, because I literally sat on my couch and watched football the entire day. Mm -hmm. Watched every game, had multiple screens going. What's the difference between Tua Tungvaluwa and Dak Prescott? Mm. And is there one? I'm, there. And what yeah. is it? 
Yeah, I don't know. There you I go. I don't know what the difference is. I spent is. three hours of watching him against the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. going, I swear to you, this feels exactly how I felt this morning. Mm-hmm. Of you're going to put up some yards. Mm-hmm. You'll put up the yards. Mm-hmm. The stat line's going to look good. Mm-hmm. Everybody will talk about, oh, oh, it's not Dak's fault. Oh, it's not Tua's fault. You know, it's weird. Every time you play a good team, we had the exact same narrative at the end of it. You were good, not great, and you weren't good enough. Yep. We'll talk about Miami coming up in the next hour. <laughs> yes, we will. Because <sighs> you're right. Because you're right. They are the same guy. Mm-hmm. They are exactly the same guy. Uh, Kelvin Joyner said Tua's got a stronger arm. I tend to agree with you, but not by a ton. I'm talking about in terms of what you are as a starting level NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. You can put all the pieces around these guys that you want to. At the end of the day, it's still going to revert back when you play the Jalen Hurts. When you play, and yes, I do consider Jalen Hurts into that stratosphere now. It's ugly. Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to win ugly. It's just the way it is. It took me a long time to wrap my brain around that, and I'm not going to lie to you. I still think Brian Johnson is super in over his skis, and it's going to catch you. If you don't figure out and learn this lesson, it's going to catch you because Dallas should never have had the ball back. We should never have gotten to that point. But this just asinine play call at the end of the game puts it back in their hands with a defense that is getting annihilated in the passing game. Confounding to me. Doesn't make any sense. And you mark my words, if you keep doing it, it will burn you. Mm-hmm. Just for your sake, I hope it's not in the playoffs. Yeah. But I don't even think Dallas is a threat to Philadelphia. I don't. Nor do I. Nor do I. Last night was pretty clear. Uh, and the rest of this division, the uh, New York Giants are the most irrelevant team in the NFL, and it's not really all that close. Mm-hmm. Stop paying mediocre quarterbacks. You know, T's and P's, Daniel Jones with the, with the knee, it has been confirmed. ACL, he is done for the year and probably for the beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. Stop paying mediocre quarterbacks. And then you get to Washington. That's the most confounding team in the NFL, and I don't know it's all that close. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell is a star, period. He's a star. We, You and I were 100% right about Sam Howell. And if you doubt me, ask yourself this question. Beginning of this, uh, beginning of this hour, we talked about the AFC North. Pittsburgh Steelers are the one team I do not value to be any kind of playoff contender whatsoever. How differently do you look at that team if they drafted Sam Howell instead of Kenny Pickett? Ooh legitimately where would they be because i think we'd be talking about them right there with the baltimore ravens and right there with the cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. and they're not it's a great chance yeah. and there's and they're not because you took the wrong quarterback mm-hmm. so in washington you've got the weapons you have literally done everything backwards you have built this team quarterback receiver first now you need to fix something in the trenches and you need to undo whatever awful thing you did to officials to elicit the worst roughing the passer call ever i don't want to hear any other call ever panther fans my god do you love complaining about officials i don't ever want to hear another oh that's the worst call ever roughing the passer kj henry on mac jones it's the worst call in the history of the nfl and it's not debatable you're in the sportsocracy this is espn Asheville monday night football coming up jeremy's got his bangers for you
The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business. And we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. Coffee's the closers on. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Monday Night Football! And it's with my J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. My Jets are three and a half point dog at home. Over-unders 40? This is a horror awful line on both sides. And Vegas agrees with me. Which one of these teams is ranked higher in the Vegas power rankings? Oh, it's the Jets. And they're at home, and they have the better coach. Yes, you have the better quarterback, but you also have no one to throw to. Because there's no Josh Palmer. Wasn't Josh Palmer season fun? Didn't we all enjoy it? It's like summertime in Alaska. Just, hey, oh, and over. This one's easy to me. I'm taking the New York Jets in the money line. I love this defense. I'm not worried about a one-dimensional Chargers team because this the game script of this is really easy to figure out to me. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Jets get out to an early lead. Kellen Moore becomes one-dimensional, and you start throwing into the teeth of one of the best defenses in the league with Keenan Allen and Mr. Dropsy's Quentin Johnston. I'm not overly worried about that. I'm taking the Jets in the money line plus the 154. I'm really on the over in this game, too. 40 feels obnoxiously low. I love Brees Hall tonight. If I'm playing in the DraftKings showdowns, that's my captain. I think they're going to get him started early and often, and the Chargers haven't been able to stop the run for years. I'm going over the 40. I'm taking the Jets, and I love them both almost equally as much. You can take those wagers to betus.com, use our promo code SPORTSOCRACY, get 125% deposit match on your initial investment, and up to 30 risk-free wagers so you can wager football with us all season long. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingle Studio. It is the Sportsocracy live in the Ingles Studio on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. We're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. See us everywhere on YouTube. You can go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat, get your thoughts in on this overreaction Monday. We're going division by division. Who's up? Who's down? Basically, what's the story? What's the headline? What's the future of each team? In the Anna, or excuse me, in the AFC East. We came into the year talking about 
the Buffalo Bills. Three-headed. Right? It's a three-headed race. Yeah. The Dolphins are really dynamic offensively. The Bills are the Bills, and the Jets have a great defense with Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Now, we're almost nine weeks through the season, and I'm not sure any of those things are true. I am going to double down on what I said a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills are not making the playoffs. Not. Because you do the math. This is not a shot at Buffalo. It's not me saying Buffalo is bad. It is me saying that you have gone death by a thousand paper cuts. It started with Brian Dayball. You've lost a few players, and now it's all in the lap of old Ron Howard himself, Sean McDermott, and he can't do it. Last night, I heard this no less than a hundred times. You got Zach Taylor calling offensive plays for the Bengals. You got Sean McDermott calling defensive plays for the Bills. Mm -hmm. And guess who got the better of that? Zach Taylor. Yep. Because their offense is better. You don't have any corners. The defensive line is not getting there with any form of regularity. And it seems like you lose somebody to injury about every other quarter. This is just one of those years. Look at the schedule. Find me how this team gets to 11-6. and six. Because I can't figure it out. Yep. I mean, five and four at the moment. And you got the Broncos, Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers next. That's outside of the Broncos. Outside of the Broncos. Outside of the Broncos, who are, by the way, going to be coming off a bye with an even longer week because that's on Monday Night Football. I could see you losing every other one of those games, and three of them are on the road. You really think this team's going in Kansas City and beating Pat Mahomes? Because I don't. Do you think they're going in Philadelphia and beating Jalen Hurts? No. Because I don't. I don't even know that they can beat the Dallas Cowboys at this point. I mean, we're going to see if which. If you chalk the Cowboys up as a loss, you cannot lose another game for the rest of the year and have even the faintest of a prayer make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because with where you sit with tiebreakers, you're going to lose them all. Now you lose the head-to-head with the Bengals. You lose any head-to-head with the Jaguars. And as of right now, you lose any head-to-head with the Jets. I mean, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers wins, that's great. But three of your five wins are in the (laughs) NFC. Right. Those don't do you any good in the tiebreaker. Mm -hmm. That's what I was trying to say. This is not a shot at Buffalo. You have regressed. This is what happens when you lose coaches and you lose players and you don't particularly draft all that well. Kyrie Elam, horrible miss. Just genuinely horrible miss. The offense is clunky. And I think if you're being honest with yourself, you never at any point last night thought you were going to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. If you did, you're delusional. Yeah. And that's the nicest way I can say it. To somebody that's looking at both teams going, ah, my team's looking up at both of you. For me, whoever loses this game, it's advantageous to me. And I'm way more scared of Cincinnati than I am Buffalo. As you should be. And I just, I watched the entire game going, this is not really close. Mm Mm-hmm. The scoreboard's close because Cincinnati keeps doing weird things at about the 40-yard line. But other than that, that's the only thing keeping you in this. Yep. Dalton Kincaid is a dog. That was a phenomenal pick. And you have some other pieces, but I just don't, in terms of sheer talent, Josh Allen, his good is really good. But I feel like he's been passed by a slew of quarterbacks in the AFC. Mm -hmm. Because be really honest with yourself. I want to play a game. I'm going to take away the two that are very, very obvious. Okay. If you had to win a game right now, you taking Josh Allen or the quarterback that I say, Justin Herbert. 
See how you had to think about God, that? Because it should close. be Josh Allen and it, it should, shouldn't be close. Yeah. But you had to think about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Lamar. It's Lamar. It's not close. Mm-hmm. To a tongue of Iloa. See how you had to think I'll about that? Josh. You shouldn't have to think of you shouldn't have to think about that. Mm-hmm. But you do. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. Give me Trevor. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. I am now to the point. After seeing what Dallas did yesterday, what Miami did yesterday, and knowing what I know about Josh Allen, there are just some dudes that may not be built to win titles, right? I mean, there have been I mean, a lot of them and, over the years. I know, but and I, most of them have saying, that gunslinger mentality. But I'm saying I'm 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 to this point. Like I finally reached the point where with all three of them that I'm ready to put you in that category. That I cannot trust you. I mean, Dallas and and Miami yesterday, watching Tua and and Dak Prescott work was just disgusting to me toward the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm watching two dudes out here who think that they're the best player on their team. You never are. they're not. You're not the best player on your team. You're not the best player on the field. No. You have the best player on the field on your side. And when it comes down to it, you're trying to do things that will win you the game. Things that you can do. Like, throwing to Cedric Wilson when Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are on the team. You said this to me before the show, and you got to remember, that Kansas City defense knows they're the best player on the field, too. Sure. But I'm saying when it's... What you're saying to me goes more to Mike McDaniels. Mm -hmm. Of, you outsmart yourself more than anybody I think I've ever seen in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know who else did that? Every person that has ever come from that Kyle Shanahan tree. Every one of them. Every offensive play caller I've ever seen does the exact same thing Mike McDaniel does. Mm-hmm. You have the best rushing attack in the NFL, at the very least one of them. Mm-hmm. When fully healthy, statistically, it's the best rushing attack in the league. You're not fully healthy right now, but you got a couple dudes. It almost struck me as Mike McDaniels forgot that for I don't know, two and a half quarters. Mm -hmm. Then you're down 21 to nothing. You have to come back and you're in a hole. Mm -hmm. You're in an absolute hole. To me, I'm not necessarily, and where I'm headed with this, I'm not, I'm not using that as this is on Tua. Call comes in, you run the play that's called. I'll guarantee you he does not have the kind of platitude that Pat Mahomes does. Mm -hmm. And he shouldn't. Mm -hmm. But do I think you're elite? No. I don't think Tua's elite. I don't think Josh Allen's elite. And now I look at this division and go, man, you were not what you were billed to be. Right. There are t- I, I, I still can't get away from that third down throw. On the last drive for Miami, he had Cedric Wilson wide open. So I get why that throw went to him. I'm talking about all the other times that he targeted him instead of the superstars that he has on the team. Well, I mean, force-feeding the ball to a superstar. Would, if you go back and watch the All-22 of that, I guarantee you your tune on that changes. Maybe. Maybe it does. Tyree it was just, blanketed. It is just maddening to me how he does it and Dak does it with with CD. 50-50 ball. I'm throwing that to Jalen Tolbert. Stop it. You need to throw that to Dak. You need to throw that to CD Lamb. Anyhow. The third down throw to see to Cedric Wilson that could have won them the game, he threw that 25 yards short. And I don't know how nobody really paid attention. It was almost like the TV just ignored it. Because it was an option route. He threw that duck and went, 
Oh, well, what ha- I thought it got tipped at the line. Well, it no, it's because so it was an option round. He was expecting him to sit down, and he goes off on the nine. It was terrible. By the way, I have to say this, uh, th- that intentional grounding on Josh Allen last night, can we stop that? That was an option route, too. It was a miscommunication. That's not intentional grounding. Mm-hmm. I also would really like, can we stop bringing in the retired idiot official that comes in and defends the stupidity that's on the field? <laughs> you're, like, you're I really don't need that. I'm well aware that you're going to defend what he just did. It doesn't make it any less moronic. So maybe we just cut that out. I'd rather listen to Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> and that's tell, saying a lot. You tell Jeremy got a little angry last night. I. It always irritated me when officials would blow calls. But then you do it, and now I've got to listen to some retired yokel come in here and say, well, you're technically by the rule book. Or maybe use some common sense. Maybe just maybe use some, a modicum of common sense every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And so help me, God, if I hear the phrase, there has been a, 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 a what is the term? Uh, that's been a point of emphasis. Yeah. If I hear that, what do you know what that directly succeeds? Some god-awful, horrific call. Well, it's been a point of emphasis that we can't we can't actually hit a quarterback. You have to get up to them and go real hard and hope they fall down. <laughs> My wife got to hear this uh-huh. for about four solid hours yesterday. She was enthralled. Oh, 100%. Yeah. She was listening to an audio book. <laughs> I'm just hoping it wasn't the phone listings for divorce attorneys. <laughs> Because I guarantee you, by the end of it, she was like, "We've heard it, okay? I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. Yep, yep." Uh, in the YouTube chat, Michael Mulcair, he's he has made his proclamation: Jets win the division because the other teams are falling apart. He's and he has been calling it for weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie i I don't think that is as insane of a thought. I'm not saying it by any stretch of the imagination. You shouldn't be good. I don't know. Look at don't those. T- look, look don't at those. It. Just uh, let I'm it go. Not, shut up. Just I'm let not, it go. Thirteens. Yeah, uh, that's you. Okay, you. You're the kiss of death. Because as soon as you buy into something, it goes to hell in a handbasket. That ain't. I don't really have that problem. I do with my own teams. But for me, it's not even a buying in of the Jets. Just look at the schedules compared to each other. I'm not telling you the Jets are better. I'm not telling you the Dolphins are better. What I'm telling you is that the Buffalo Bills came out five and four in the bar none easiest part of their schedule. Now you're going through a murderer's row, and I don't know how this team comes out of it. Mm-hmm. If you, I knew you had an offensive mind that I could lean on, okay. Brian Dayball's calling these shots, okay. I see how you're going to come out of it. I don't get it with Ken Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Nine games in, you're still doing the same moronic things that I've seen you do this entire season. There's been no growth. There's been no figuring it out. And, and last night I could be hearing about, well, Josh, uh, Josh Allen's just taking off and running. Do you think they're calling that? No, he's just doing it of his own volition, which is what he should be doing. And it still wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Now, Rex Ryan said on Get Up this morning, the title window's closed for the Bills, and I'm not going to lie to you, I agree with him. Yeah. I agree with him. It's starting to look that way. It's starting to look the Miami, like the Miami Dolphins never even had one. Um, if you had to bet an amount of money that mattered to you right now, who wins the AFC East? Who is it? Miami. I don't agree with you. You're going with the Jets? I'm I'm not – I don't know that I'm prepared to take a team. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at the schedule with Miami going, I don't know how I get to 11-6 and six with you either. Maybe not. I've already maybe. seen Buffalo beat your brains out once. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the season, and that could very well be for the division. It, it could be. Mm-hmm. 
And the thing that you both are doing is losing games to teams that are better than you, which is allowing the Jets to hang around. And if by some strange miracle, old Captain Bionic and his new legs come back, then all bets are off. Mm-hmm. Because defensively, they're markedly better than you. No they doubt. run the ball better than you. No doubt. The only thing holding you back is your offense. Yeah. That's the only thing holding back the New York Jets. And the to me, the offense is so bad that they have a chance to lose any game that they're in. Now, maybe that changes. Maybe that changes tonight. Maybe sure. I can finally see the Jets start leaning on the running game as much as they should. Maybe at some point, Dalvin Cook's going to become a thing. <laughs> no, I don't know. Not. Um, all Dalvin I, Cook has this rare disorder that every passing day he gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Eventually, sadly, he will not even be able to receive a football yeah. anymore without kicking it across the inline. Right. Can I see a Zach Wilson that looks as good as Baker Mayfield does sometimes? That's what. That's my real question. Because with that, this is a team to be trifled with. Or not to be trifled. So if you had to pick a team to win this division, it would be Miami. It'd be Miami right now. I can't even make a pick. Because I feel like this is going to be a team. One of these three teams is going to back into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And it's probably going to be who has the easiest of the three schedules. If the Jets win tonight and the Jets beat the Raiders next week, those are two games you should win. And this is a team that historically loses games like this. You win those two, I will be ready to say it. I'll be ready to say the New York Jets are going to win this division. Okay. Because I fully believe Buffalo is going to keep losing games to teams better than them, and they have a lot of them on the schedule. And I can't trust Miami until you beat a competent team. Yep. yep. You you are the you are the middle school bully of the NFL. You beat up on the little kids, and you look super impressive. Then you fight in your own weight class, and you have to do that a bunch of times for the rest of the year. Till I see you win one, I'm good. I told sports freak Brian Hall this on Friday. This is the easiest pick of the week to me. Because mm-hmm. is Kansas City good? Yes. End of message, repeat the line. And the Dolphins get the bye week, and then they'll play the Raiders, where we'll learn nothing. And then it's unless the Black the Raiders, Friday game. Unless the Raiders beat the Jets next week, in which case you're going to hear from a lot of Raider fans. And then after that's the Black Friday game against the Jets at MetLife. And that is, there is a really high possibility that that game is going to mean way more than we would have thought mm-hmm. seven weeks ago. Yep. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. About properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. 
Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP, The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors with zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. Back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. And uh, for real, we got breaking news? Uh, we have one of those and... I'm your huckleberry. One of these. And they both have the have to do with the exact same thing. Okay. Breaking news. Who's going to break the news? 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 Arthur Smith has officially shaved that stupid mustache. Hallelujah. You don't look like you shouldn't be allowed within (laughs) 500 feet of a school anymore. He also, uh, in lesser breaking news, announced that Taylor Heineke will be the starter this week. Uh, uh, and our super chat is from our buddy Soaring Eagle, who said, if you're the Atlanta Falcons, you have to fire Arthur Smith right now. <laughs> Why? Because he shaved off the mustache? No. It, it's th- There are weird things happening with Atlanta. Uh, wh- what did B. John Robinson do to that? I don't know. And I any of the things that I would conspire, I can't say out loud (laughs) i mean to be treated the disrespect must end well yesterday was about as damning of a game as you'll ever see because taylor heineke was he wasn't great he's not what beat you but to have tyler algier out snap b john robinson like we're officially getting to the point of this is stupid Mm -hmm. we're we're 10 with this we're going into week 10 if you're telling me you're still load managing Bijan Robinson, then you're just flat out a moron. When you have a you chance, you just gave up. A, he didn't even know the names of the players he was playing with. They had to stand on the sideline and go, "Hey, this is what it sounds like when I go hunt," because they had never heard it before. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons are the best team in this division, talent-wise. I also think you probably have the least chance of winning this outside of. It is dumbfounding to me how any coach can keep coming to a podium week after week. B. John Robinson's averaging almost five yards a carry. You gave him 11 carries Mm -hmm. in a game that you had pretty well in hand, whether the scoreboard said that or not. And then you just let them hang around for too long. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is some kind of ego thing with him. I don't know what it is. But I can tell you definitively, if I was B. John Robinson, I'd be having one of those Mark Davis meetings with Arthur Blank. Yeah. Of, Listen here, Cruella DeVille's husband. <laughs> it's, we're, we're getting real close into this. It's you or me. I'm looking at what he's done with Kyle Pitts. I'm looking at what he's done with Drake London and going, you know what? They have long careers because they're receivers. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. And it's time for you to let me be. It is unbelievable to me that the Atlanta Falcons found a way to lose yesterday at Mm -hmm. home Mm -hmm. to Josh Dobbs. Mm -hmm. Uh, You had one scenario where you had a first and goal as the Atlanta Falcons and on three consecutive plays, I want to say they were inside like the three-yard line and on three consecutive plays, you passed it, you passed it, and then you handed it to Tyler Algier. 
and then you settle for a field goal. Of which the what? Tyler Algier thing. Ty, do you know how many running backs in the NFL have more carries than Tyler Algier? It's 12. Mm-hmm. That list of names, Tony Pollard, Isaiah Pacheco, Kenny Walker, Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, Zach Moss, who was the only running back on the roster in Indianapolis for about a month, DeAndre Swift, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs. One of those names really does not belong. Yeah. I just, I, I can't for the life of me figure this out. <laughs> Damian Pierce has more carries than, than B. John Robinson. I don't agree that you have to just outright fire Arthur Smith now, but I am really getting close to agreeing with you. Mm -hmm. Arthur Smith, I mean, I would imagine this would be his role, right? This would be his role to get his GM, who is it, Terry Fontenot, to get Terry in a room and say, what is our coach doing? It, is he smoking recreational crimes? Because right. that's really the only thing that makes sense. Here. Right. Like, are we breaking a rule right now? Are we not passing along some kind of injury for Bijan Robinson that we haven't told the league about? Uh, because so, that, because that, that's the only thing that would make sense at this point. Uh, Soaring Eagle with another comment said, let me put it this way. You invested two top ten picks and one top five pick in B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London. And yesterday you ran the offense through Jonu Smith and Kaderil Hodge. Now, granted, Drake London didn't play, mm -hmm. but this is just, it's getting to a point of I almost feel like you're doing this on purpose. I, I, don't ask me why you're doing it on purpose. But this is just maddening to watch week in, week out. Yep. Because Arthur Smith's supposed to be this offensive guru. You don't look like an offensive guru right now. You look like a big old dum-dum. Mm -hmm. And now this is the second game of this year that you have lost in absolute inexplicable fashion. Because of you. Not Desmond Ritter. Not Taylor Heineke. Not B. John Robinson. Not any of the other names I've said. Because of you. Now, well, in the defense, I mean, uh, Rich Vital asked, who is the worst coach in the NFC South today? Oh, that's Dennis Allen. Uh, <laughs> Dennis Allen is, this is the worst set of coaches in any one division in NFL history. Mm -hmm. Dennis Allen's taking the cake. The fact that they're not running away with this division and you struggled with secret Bajit man mm -hmm. for one half yesterday, he was the leading fantasy scorer in the NFL. And then it struck midnight and he turned into a pumpkin because he is not particularly good at football. Mm -hmm. Which led me to ask you the question earlier today, and I'm going to ask it to you again. Are you sure that my Suckaneers aren't the best team in this division? And I will, but only, I, I will answer your question with a very blunt, wordless statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that you actually believe that is comical to me really no god no you you just let a rookie quarterback mm -hmm. drive the length of the field with no kicker mm -hmm. to beat you yep in under a minute yep no you are let's just ask the old question how many teams in this division have a better coach than you because I would still put Arthur Smith ahead of Todd Bowles. That's just how bad he is. That's one. Uh, I'd put Frank Reich ahead of him, too. 
Which is, that should really, do, I'm not sure if Frank Reich ain't in the best coach that's, that's, division. A, that's a rocky start. Uh, best defense in the division. Uh, yeah, that's New Orleans, and mm-hmm. it's not even kind of close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Best offense, not applicable. <laughs> I was getting yeah, ready to none, say. None of them are, uh, are no, you still have mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield with a horrifically bad uh, defense. Mm-hmm. I, I, the, the most mind-boggling part of the Buccaneers to me, Every team that plays you at full health knows they can't run on you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that they can't run a greasy peg of a cat's keister. Nope. Because you're so bad in the back half. Yep. I also love it's been the, that way for four years. I also <laughs> love the, well, is Todd Bowles going to get back to his roots here and send the blitz? I surely to God hope not. You can't cover anybody when there's seven dudes back there. Mm-hmm. Let's heat him up with a who? Oh, Shaq Barrett and Joe Tryon Chilienka. No, you're not the best team in this division. There may not be a best team in this division. No, I mean, but there if is, there man. is, it ain't the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm not saying any of us are good. No, no you're all awful. And the fact mm-hmm. one of you is going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The fact one of you is going to make the playoffs and one of those teams in the AFC North is not, it should be criminal. Mm-hmm. We should have a state of the NFL address where Roger Goodell just goes, you know what, the NFC South, you have not earned a playoff berth this year. We are revoking that and giving it to someone who will appreciate it. Right. Yeah, none of the teams in this division are good. I would rather pro- watch a I would rather watch a Taylor Swift concert for three hours than any playoff game that would have any of these four teams in it. Nah, that's what a lie sounds that's like. That's not a lie. That no, is not a lie. That is a lie. I ha- the Atlanta Falcons make me angrier than any team I have ever not really even kind of cared about. Your team infuriates me because they stay just close enough in games for people to not realize how objectionably awful how objectionably awful they are. Yep. Uh, New Orleans, I don't know what you're doing. You're just you're off in your own little world of uh, how do you not get this? And now you found Taysom Hill again, and it, it's working, mm-hmm. which means you're going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And then Carolina. Whoa. 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 Leading That's receiver bad. yesterday for the Carolina Panthers, Kenny Moore. Only problem, <laughs> he, he plays. plays for them. <laughs> Two touchdowns. He had a Randy Moss day. He did. He did. Unfortunately. That's not what you were trying to do. Nope. It just keeps getting worse for Bryce Young because Bryce Young threw three interceptions yesterday. Two of them went back for touchdowns, which ended up being the difference in the game. You lost Mm -hmm. by 14 points. And then C.J. Stroud did what he did to the Buccaneers. 470 yards and five touchdowns and leading the game-winning drive with 40 seconds to go. Yeah, Couldn't it, look any worse. Yesterday could not have gone worse for Bryce Young if he tried. Yep. And we're going to talk about that. We will. At the end of the next hour. You're in Because us. I'm, I really hate admitting when I was wrong. There comes a time where I just, I can't defend it anymore. I want to, but I can't.
You're in the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455 30 Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida... And there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Um, my weird story, actually, I want to get into weird football stuff. So I'm going to let you go first today, Jeremy, since you obviously have something depraved to share with us. Uh, I do. Uh, my story is about <laughs> a Keller Williams real estate listing in the Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. It's in San Jose. Very affluent neighborhood. And this house is a steal, twenty seven hundred square foot. It's in a it's in a very nice neighborhood that it never actually names the neighborhood. But the average house in this neighborhood sells for one point seven million dollars. This is one of the bigger houses in the neighborhood. You're catching quite a value, unless you read to the bottom of the listing, at which point they describe it as a great opportunity to own a large home. Inactive meth lab and meth smoke contamination found in the basement. You have to bring in the EPA to have them completely clear out this house before you're allowed to step foot in it. And according to Keller Williams, they believe the house will sell sight unseen. You're buying Walter White's house for $1.55 million. I think that's where I draw my line. It used to be a meth den. It's a beautiful house, but seven times a day you get people that are very itchy showing up on your front door. <laughs> no, you keep that separate from the business, right? It's... <laughs> you don't let them know where you're making it. I mean, you would. Th- I mean, I've always, I always had that rule when I was a singleman. Never let them know where you live. It's always a bad. Call. There you go. That'll end terribly. Right. So how do you think I got cigarettes put out on my couch? <laughs> bet you this couch has, I bet this house has a couch that's very similar. Yes. Yes. I just I can't wrap my brain around what showing somebody a house and going, I'm gonna need I mean, what is it, ten percent down? Mm-hmm. Is that the average on real estate? Uh sure. I've always had a realtor that handled these things for me. So I just hey, how much do I need to write a check for? There we go. $150,000. Yeah, I'm you're gonna have to come off 150000 cash for a inactive meth den hmm what else do you have to show me it may be a not here neighborhood and 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 and, and going through the red tape of the epa you say (laughs) yeah i have no problems with this and not only do i have to pay you a boatload of money for this house then i have to deal with the government exactly i think i'm good yeah i think i'm good this is one of those that needs to sit on the market for 80 years a real fixer-upper, if you will. Yep. yep. 
Um, speaking of uh, fixer-uppers, the uh, Washington Commanders, that's a, that's a fixer-upper. It's a team Winning that football I like. games. It's a team I don't like. I don't like your coach, and I think you need a new coach. And Mike Florio threw out something the other day that is very interesting to me. It's not very interesting. It's now the now the talk is apparently there's going to be some coach trades going on in the we NFL. We do this so often, and it never comes to fruition. So Mike Florio was on with Rich Eisen, and he said that there could be a coach come to the Washington Commanders who you know may or may not. He beat around the bush to it until he finally said, "Okay, Bill Belichick's getting traded from." New England to Washington. Mm-hmm. There anything any smoke behind that, Jeremy? Uh, well, I mean, I might as well throw this out there too. There's a Patriots beat writer that is saying that the Robert Kraft's ideal scenario is that Nick Casario runs the front office in New England. It's the GM of the Texans, right? And Mike Vrabel is, is the, the coach is that the replaces okay. Bill. So uh, while we're just throwing out things that don't make even not an area lick of sense, <laughs> let's just do that too. <laughs> right. We got three trades. Here's what we want to do. Uh, and here was my immediate thought when I read this. Um, Mike Florio, don't you have like a coronavirus story to go do? Oh. Or I mean, can you not leave the football to, you know, football people? Fifth wave. 17th wave. <laughs> I, uh, I I read this. I saw the story before I saw who it was from. I was sitting in my office and I got to the bottom and I, I I had perused the story. So they may have said it before that, but then at some point they said it came from Mike Florio, and I out loud audibly said, "Of course it did." The meteorologist of the sports talking head world <laughs> might rain, might snow, could be eighty, could be twelve. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Stick your head out of the window and find out. Don't know. Don't know. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. It is an overreaction Monday here in the Ingles studio. Um, let's talk about the AFC West, what we saw from from them over the weekend. Obviously, we still have one of those teams left to play tonight. One of those teams was on a bye. The one that was on a bye is not really worth They're talking bad. about. Uh, the one that's playing tonight, we we shall see. The Kansas City Chiefs are at the top of this division all alone. We thought maybe this was the year that that the Chargers were going to push, but I oh, don't they're pushing. think it's coming. They're they're pushing. Unfortunately, it was grumper of a twenty twenty three season. Yeah. And you know what? Now that I said that, they're going to beat my Jets tonight. You know what? Bet the farm. Just bet it all on the Chargers because I'm talking entirely too much smack. But I mean, Kansas City's still the one, right? They're still the one at the top of the AFC. AFC, no. I mean, when it comes to trusting someone to win a title, are you not still more confident in in Kansas City than anybody else? The offense is broken. Now, the the thing that you do need to say when you say that is the defense is markedly better than it's ever been before. Yes. It is not the best defense in the league. I've, I know Pat Mahomes said that. You ever heard the term hyperbole? I believe some people can refer to it as hyperbole. Guys. And that's fine. Uh, I don't think even you believe that when it came out of your mouth. But the defense is really good. Mm-hmm. Defense is getting home as long as they can stay in front of teams. I don't really have a, I don't have a problem with Kansas City being. If you do power rankings and mm-hmm. they're you're one, hey, 
We can debate that tomorrow before the show. Right. I'll go ahead and tell you they're not going to be mine. Right. Because you do have a receiver problem. Mm-hmm. It was abundantly clear yesterday. Mm-hmm. When, when Travis Kelsey gets taken away, and Miami did a pretty remarkable job of taking him away, the offense is just listless. Isaiah Pacheco, he may run hard. Unfortunately, he doesn't run particularly well. He might be the angriest three yards in a cloud of dust runner in the NFL. Unfortunately, Jarek McKinnon is better than he is and doesn't get nearly the tote that he does. <laughs> it's got that breakaway speed, though. So does Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not wrong. I, I just – you you trust Andy Reid, you trust Pat Mahomes, but I, I think you would be remiss if you didn't go, this doesn't look like Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Especially when you take into into account that they got just dog-walked by the Broncos. I don't know what to do with this team. Do you? Yes. Are you just chalking it up to, ah, they'll figure it out? Yes. Because in every game you're in, you find a way, right, for the most part. You have have those games that, you know, the, the Broncos game. We've talked about it, the Broncos game, the Texans game from last year, the Colts game from last year. Like, you have those games where, okay, you don't have it all together. More often than not, 95% of the time, when Kansas City's coming into a game, they've got a game plan that can win them that game, and it does not matter how they do it. You, I, I haven't heard anybody else say this, so I'm, uh, I will happily be the first one to say it. You haven't really beaten anybody that's any good. All right, so you beat the Dolphins mm-hmm. overseas. Mm-hmm. You had to have a, I don't know what to call that. It's a fumble recovery touchdown? Lateral? Uh, hook and ladder? I don't know what that was. <laughs> it was a fumble and a lateral. You had to have that to beat a Dolphins team that really didn't move the ball on you all that easily. Mm-hmm. You beat the Jaguars early uh, early in the season. They lost to the Lions. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure this is as good as what I'm used to. It's still very good. To me, they're still the three in the AFC. Yep. I just, I'm not sure how this is going to work when you come up against really elite offenses. Well, it worked against Miami. <laughs> You're good, and Miami doesn't beat anybody good. <laughs> right. And I think you learn a lot in 14 days from today. They play the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. And you're coming off a bye Andy Reid is one of the great coaches in NFL history when given a lot of time to prepare you beat Philadelphia all this goes away they come in and run it down your throat uh now we got a problem yep now we got a problem because your defense is really propping you up Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about the offense they just can't find a way I mean obviously there was all the time I kept screaming you need to have a receiver on this team they didn't listen to me, so now they're past that. There's no options to go trade for anybody at this point. You're stuck with what you're stuck with. Well, I mean, and and the every reason team that this in is the been... NFL would want to be stuck with what they're stuck with. Oh, no with. doubt. And there's a, the reason <laughs> that this is a narrative is that Pat Mahomes has been sub 58 QBR three of the last four games, and mm-hmm. you lost one of them, and you could have lost another one. Mm-hmm. My concern is that you're not the Super Bowl favorite. However, you do have the best quarterback and you do have the best coach. So you may win in spite of this. Yep. I just think it is it is time to go, this isn't just business as usual. 
And we can keep acting like, oh, well, Andy's going to figure it out. Pat's going to figure it out. I don't know that you are going to figure it out. But what I could easily see you doing is finding a way to make it work in a way that it hasn't worked before. Because mm-hmm. Spagnolo is still a mad scientist dialing up blitzes. You never know where they're coming from until right before the snap. And mm-hmm. usually they don't tip their hand until it's too late for you to do anything about it. Yeah. And everything hinges on the health of your quarterback. Now, here is where I will agree with what Pat Mahomes said. I feel like you just left out the end of your sentence. We have the best defense in the NFL with a team with a truly elite quarterback. If you look at the other ones, Jalen Hurts. Yep, yep, yep. you got a lot of players. My God, do you give up a lot of yards. Mm -hmm. And just go down the list. I feel like it'd be throwing some shade at Lamar Jackson, but it at least makes your statement make a little bit more sense. Right. Okay. Where do the Chargers fall in here? Bad. What, what do they have left? Bad. They can win tonight convincingly, and I won't care. Just To me, you win in New York tonight is more of an indictment on the Jets than it is anything impressive about you. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Chargers are a team that's running on a treadmill. And I have a weird feeling you're running into a buzzsaw tonight. Because they're going to make you one-dimensional, and Mm -hmm. I don't think you can stop them. And if that happens, I would have to imagine it's coming. And if if the Jets don't run 35 times tonight, just you probably assume that somebody should be getting bail money ready for Jeremy. Because I'm probably going to show my ignorance and my (laughs) (laughs) very loudly in old wood fighting tonight. Oh, goodness. Well, at least you've put out the warning for everybody in the neighborhood now. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, Nobody in the neighborhood listens to this show. None of them like me. (laughs) I wonder why. Because football comes, what, four times a week now? And they all get to hear it four times a week. You don't like it. Move. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I roll. Screw your peace and quiet. Yeah. It's not like I'm doing it at 1 o'clock in the morning. I don't watch Pac-12 football outside of Washington, Oregon. Los Angeles Chargers fall to 3-5 and five after tonight's game. Does it happen? Is Brandon Staley getting fired? I I believe so. I think if he loses to the Jets, that's the, the final straw because mm-hmm. it's national television against a team that we just saw really struggle with the New York Giants yep. who had negative nine passing yards. Yep. The Maybe. team... Maybe you wait until they get spanked by the Lions the following week. The team I want to talk about is the one that uh, you know you've you've thrown a lot of derision at. Uh huh. You you ready to say the Raiders aren't terrible? No. Oh, you should be. Why? You totally should be. Why? They never were terrible. That's what I always grizzled at. Talent wise, the defense is not bad. Okay. It's not. Okay. And you've got a slew of winnable games on that schedule. Do you? The Jets next week is a winnable game. The Vikings is a winnable game. Chargers, Colts, Broncos. All of those are winnable games, and I would argue you're going to be favored in half of them. Actually, probably more than that. Wow. I would say you're a dog to the Chargers and you're a dog to the Jets. Do you know what that would put their record at if they won? But only the games that I just said. What's that? Nine and eight. Do I think that's going to happen? No. 
But I was just curious if Tank was willing to admit that he was wrong yet. That this You've made it sound like this is the worst team in the NFL, and they're not even in the ballpark. No, with Josh McDaniels you were. Uh, and, and now you've gotten rid of him, and now you're a little bit better. Oh, so you think, but, you think, fired, uh, you think fired Coach Bump is uh, – you think it's going to stick around for a while? No. I don't either. No, God no. I don't either. This team, you, you said there are winnable games left on this schedule. And oh, every game I said is winnable. I mean, sure. There are a couple Perfect that I like scenario, markedly more than you others. You could win some of those games. Um, I will not be shocked if you're still at four wins at the end of this season. You lose all of those games, I'm not going to be shocked. You're not I'll be shocked if you lose them all. Aiden O'Connell is the best quarterback on this roster. What mm-hmm. that unnamed source in, in Las Vegas said is 100% accurate. Yep. He is the best quarterback on this roster, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Now, how I how I think this is going to go, I have a funny feeling that old old uh, looks like Farva plays like Farv gets to meet a big boy defense next week, and it's not going to be nearly as fun as it was against the New York Giants. No, then you have to deal with those two really good receivers for the Dolphins, mm-hmm. and then you have to deal with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be good. You're going to lose all three of those games. And then you got to go up against the Vikings, the Chargers, the Chiefs again, the Colts, and the Broncos. Yeah, I look none at of those, that and I only go. None of those last five that you just said outside of the Chiefs bothers me even at all? a little bit. Really? The Raiders to me are so predictable mm. of you're not really going to be relevant in the playoff chase, mm-hmm. and yet you're going to get to the end of the year and go, huh, it went eight and nine. Good for us. Mm-hmm. And then Antonio Pierce gets your job and – because Martin Davis is not going to make the same mistake twice. Oh, letting Rich Bisaccia walk out the door? Of which I I am now to the belief that that's who you should have hired the first time, more because of how bad Josh McDaniels was. No doubt. But I if easily could see you getting snowed by this Antonio Pierce thing. If you would have told me that was my choice, Rich Bisaccia or Josh McDaniels, I would have told you, keep Rich Bisaccia. I thought that was a bad idea anyway, but it would have been much better than what you did. Now you're having to blow it all up. And you're sitting right where you deserve to be. Uh, we we have one of these. I'm your huckleberry. I can't I can't say your name because we're on FCC radio. But I see what you did there, Ed Fives. Uh, he asked, "Would you trade Ramondre Stevenson and Christian Kirk for Mark Andrews and George Pickens?" Twelve team PPR. He's in uh, first place and lost Darren Waller. Hmm. No. I would. I don't see any running backs on his team. Mm. Or is that supposed to be Kenny Walker? Yeah, I'm sure it is. And Aaron Jones? Probably. Mm. He's got Fournette. I mean. I still don't think I'd do it. I have zero faith in Ramondre Stevenson. None. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of faith in Mark Andrews. And I think George Pickens easily could be equivalent to Christian Kirk. So you'd do it? I'd do it, yes. You're in the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. 
The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Market. Parlay of the night for Monday Night Football. I gave you in the first hour, I'm taking my J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 in the money line. I'm going over the 41. Anytime touchdown scorer for Brees Hall. The Chargers are terrible against the run, and Brees Hall is really, really good. And frankly, I'm just hoping that somebody at some point got Nathaniel Hackett's face and went, run the damn ball. Under 252 and a half passing yards for Justin Herbert. That feels really high against that fully healthy Jets defense. Over 215 and a half for Zach Wilson. I think he has a little bit of a day. And a lot of us to Garrett Wilson, so I'm going over 66 and a half receiving yards for Garrett Wilson. You put five on that the same way I am, that pays 200 U.S. doll hairs. Take those wagers to betus.com. Use our promo code SPORTSOCRACY. Get 125% deposit match on your initial investment and up to 30 risk-free wagers so you can bet football with us all season long. Yeah, I actually won money yesterday. That's I the, bet real that's, monies. That's the breaking news of the day. Tank bet real monies. I bet and real monies. And when he says real monies, he means what I accidentally clicked on DraftKings and went, it's harder uh, to maybe. unwind it now. Uh, maybe, I guess. Yeah. Did it, I, st- hey. did it have two digits left of the decimal? I won two digits left of the decimal. Did that number start with a one? It did. Then you didn't win. Yes. My wife won considerably more than you, if that tells you anything. (laughs) Shut up. I felt good about myself. Don't you dare try to take away my win. That's what I do. Tell the truth. You're in the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Daily Draft is next. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Take it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross just earlier they are mature actually you just have to get to know them better your lunchtime dose of dumbassery live from the ingles studio back in the sportsocracy on espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 the sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iheart radio app seen everywhere on youtube go to the sportsocracy.com click the live video link subscribe to the channel that way you can join us in the chat. You tell us about all your overreactions from the weekend that was. It is an overreaction Monday. Top of the third hour of the program always brings up the daily draft. Stock up, stock down from the weekend. And um, I think I had the best slate of games from Friday. So, because, I mean, I did have the uh, Washington-Oregon game, or the uh, Washington-USC game, which was just fantastic if you hate it, defense yes it was it, awesome it was a lot of fun i mean i it, look that's one of those uh you know you you tune in for pac-12 football you're ready to watch some arena football scores right and you got that uh yeah uh, alex grinch bye yeah uh, I, I guess allowing fired. 316 yards, 316 yards rushing to a team that can't run <laughs> that's probably not good mm-hmm um i'll start the draft here though coming out of that game big old stock down 
for Caleb Williams. What on earth was that? At the look, you know the the kid put up great stats during the game. I thought he played pretty well, right? He all did. the all the trash that was talked about, uh, you know, oh he can't play against top defenses. Well, that was a top fifty defense. He looked pretty good against. They ended up not being able to pull out the win, and it was quite the emotional scene for him as he ran off of the field and then did a Lambo leap into his mama's arms where he curled up like a teeny little baby and bawled his eyes out. And I can never unsee that. I got, I got two text messages as soon as that happened. Uh huh. Both from people that work in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Both of them in different phrasing asked me, mm -hmm. what is happening right now? And I said, I don't know. I'm dumbfounded. We I'm had a video on Caleb Williams that went, it it got popular on social medias, and a lot of people said that I was overreacting, and Caleb Williams is blah, 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 blah. I'll just go ahead and tell you. I deal with a lot of people that work in this league, and there are a lot of people right now going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with this kid because the talent is there. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that there's a lot of things with how he plays that you worry about how they're going to translate. And if you watch his head, that's one of the biggest knocks on him is how he progresses through and and the way – I won't get into all the minutia of, of that. Mm -hmm. Now the biggest question is what does his EQ look like? Because it always bothered a lot of us that the painting his nails with the F whoever I'm playing – that's been a red flag since the first time we all saw it because that's some 12-year-old nonsense that I don't really want my franchise quarterback doing. Mm -hmm. We thought at some point he would progress out of it. It's gotten worse. Mm -hmm. And now there are people around the NFL going, I don't know what to do with you. Look at all of the great, not even great, just look at the good quarterbacks in in nfl history have there been very many of them that you look at you look back on their careers because that guy had a good career the second thing i said about him though was he was emotionally unstable right it doesn't happen for quarterbacks well and that's that's probably pushing it a little far is it <sighs> I mean, this kid had a what I would describe as a nervous breakdown on television. It it was not good. Look, you are we. It wasn't I good. call you a kid, right? Because you're 20 years old and you got a lot of learning to do in this life. Blah 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 blah. That's great. Look, I give you a lot of leeway in that, right? I'm 40 years old. I can be an emotional creature as well. The problem is nobody's looking to me to have you know nerves of steel in the biggest moments of a multi-billion dollar business. That's what people in the NFL are looking to you for. I uh, Here's what I can tell you. All right, over the course of my life, I have hired hundreds, if not thousands of people. What I just saw, there are certain positions that, okay, that's, that, that, that's okay. Mm -hmm. you, you can be an emotional person mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Wide receiver. Mm, I, I would even have issues with that mm -hmm. because i'm seeing okay what happens when things don't go your way does that emotion get turned inward to the rest of the organization Which it always does 
that would make me nervous. But does the talent outweigh the headache? Right? I'm the psych profile is going to be really important. No doubt. When we sit down with him, the questions are going to be really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm now to the point that Caleb Williams is not the no doubt number one pick in this draft. I'm not sure there is a franchise quarterback in this draft. Really? I'm not. I'm, I'm not. You're I, off on Drake, too? I I don't know exactly what to do with him. I don't know. What's the what's the worrisome part that film, you've seen? The film on him of... There have been some unsettling things across Tech and across Virginia where you just go, are you another stat accumulator quarterback that plays in a pick-and-pop offense, and then you get to the NFL and you have Jordan Love's problem of as soon as the tape gets out on you? I don't see no doubt number one pick out of either one of them. Mm-hmm. That could change between now and April. I'm watching, I am watching all of this in real time. I will dig into the into the film in January, and I will have a better real grasp on what I'm seeing. I don't think it's no doubt, and nobody I know in the league thinks it's no doubt at this point. Yeah. Because I'll go ahead and tell you, my line of the two teams that take a quarterback in the top ten might be the one that hit the landmines. That wasn't my line. I just repeated it. Mm-hmm. Because there are franchise players all over this class that are cannot miss. Marvin Harrison is cannot miss. Yep. As long as he has two feet and two hands on his body, he will be a stud in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And there are about eight other players that way that play different positions. Yep. So it, he is going to be one of the most polarizing prospects in the history of the NFL draft. And he just multiplied it by 20 mm-hmm. with what he did after the Washington mm-hmm. PR matters, and he killed his image with that. It wasn't. If good. I'm a scout for a team, I quit. Like if I'm on, I'm on a recruiting team, and they go, "Nah, we're taking Caleb number one." I'm out. I'm not having anything to do I'm, with it. I don't want it. I'm not to that point. I wouldn't do it. But I'm also not. I wasn't sold on him in the first place, and it's all because of the emotional. It's well, I shouldn't say it's all the emotional. It's. 85% emotional, 15, 15% film. Mm-hmm. And the more I dig into the film, because of the emotional, the more things I'm seeing that bother me. Between the kid's immature attitude, what he thinks he's worth, all of this crap about floating out that I want part ownership of a team when I first sign. If I'm even going to come out in this draft class, you're going to have to give me ownership of your team. And then you just put on that emotional crybaby display on national television. I love that you love your mama. I can I can respect you for that. But it's you don't all, do that it's in front all, of everybody. They're all ingredients in a much bigger pie that is unsettling. Mm-hmm. All right, your stock up, stock down first for the weekend. My first is a gigantic stock up for the yeah. AFC North. Now you can't take the whole division. Sure can. Name's on the door. You didn't take it. Oh, you, you, you went out of line with Caleb Williams because I'll go ahead and tell you, I wouldn't have taken that with either of my first two picks. That's ridiculous. So... Instead of taking the Bengals and the and the Ravens, I'll take them all together, because the Browns won by a thousand as well. Uh, I am I am becoming more and more sure the AFC North is getting two. They're not getting four. The mm-hmm. question is, do you get a third? And looking at the schedule, I see a path that the Cleveland Browns make it to. Yes. And if you're doing your 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 old math on your fingers, that means. Houston Texans, Buffalo Bills, New York Jets. Two of you are not making it. Two of you are not making it. Mm-hmm. Houston Texans. That's number one. 
Really? Yeah, let me look at the schedule again. Oh, do they Schedules have that many games? Uh, they were, the wor- they were one of the worst even, teams in the league. I never really paid attention to them. They get the worst team out of every division in the AFC. Mm-hmm. It, it matters. Okay. All right. Now, there you could lose games, too, because you've got to. But we will we'll talk more about that team coming right. up in just a little bit. Right. All right. So you're taking all of the AFC North as a stock up. Yeah. I, I, every one of you had a, You all won. Three of the four of you were really convincing at in doing so. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like the AFC North has to be riding one whale of a high right now. Yep. I also can tell that's happening because in our YouTube chat, it's been nothing but AFC North fans <laughs> attacking each other's teams, which I am a big fan of. Yes. Just keep doing that. It's fine. All right. Next. The Pac-12 contenders. Let's go. Again with the double pick. Well, there's only two. Mm-hmm. I'm getting Oregon and I'm getting Washington. Mm-hmm. You're on a collision course for each other. Because you remember, you remember when we said the Pac-12 was the best conference in college football? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. It doesn't look that way anymore, does it? Mm-mm. Do you realize that since we said that, which was, I don't know, we'll call it a month ago, Every team in the conference has basically fallen off the world except Arizona, which was one of the teams we didn't talk about. Right. It would almost take an act of God at this point for Washington and Oregon not to play each other. I'm looking at the schedule with Washington. I mean, I I guess you could lose one of these remaining games. I don't really see it. Two of them are at home. You get Utah and Washington State at home. Mm-mm. Oregon State can't score with you. Mm-mm. So it's most likely that you're going to go in 12-0 and to take on an 11-1 and Oregon. Yep, and Oregon will win that game, and they will make the college football playoff. That's why they're my stock up, is because I am now, I am now of the belief that a one-loss, one-loss Oregon Duck team would make it over the one-loss team from the Big Ten. Ohio State loses to Michigan. I think Oregon has to get in. Yes. If for nothing else, than the eyeball test. Yes. Especially if Oregon just boat races Washington in the rematch, which I was is say, I got table. a championship. And that's supposed come, to matter. It, right. It always comes back to do you have a championship or does the other one have a championship? Now, what college, what the what the NCAA and the college football playoff would love to have happen is Ohio State beats Michigan, and then we can just send you to the pit of misery, no doubt. And we don't worry about an asterisk on our on our playoff. Absolutely. Now, Michigan is that going to happen? I'm going to say I highly doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe Jim Barbaugh gets uh, suspended and this team starts to fall apart. You never know. It hasn't happened yet, but no. it allegedly was coming today. It's that it should be coming at some point. The noise has just gotten way too loud around all of that entire situation. All right, you're going Pac-12 stock up. Contenders. Yeah, the Pac-12 contenders stock up. All right, uh, I'll go stock up, stock down. I'll go back to backs here because I'm going rookie quarterbacks. Stock up for C.J. Stroud. Stock down, obviously, for Bryce Young. Oof. It's not looking great. You know, it's been a real rough start to the season. And Bryce Young just continues to have – he continues to have bad days on days where C.J. Stroud looks amazing – and it's it makes it look worse than I think it actually is. 
And you may differ on this, Jeremy. I still have. I differ from what you just said. I still have faith that Bryce Young is going to be just fine. The development will come. He just needs some time to acclimate a little bit better. Maybe, an, you know, a full season under his belt and some new weapons in the offseason. There's still hope there. There's not much left for this season. But on a day when you threw three interceptions and two of them went to the house and then C.J. Stroud broke the rookie record, you just continue to have your worst days on the worst possible days. I am officially to the point of admitting I was wrong. C.J. Stroud was the best quarterback in this class. Uh, Carolina missed on this. I've seen several people say uh, that C.J. That Stroud would look like this with the Panthers. I'm going to tell you definitively, no, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. No, he wouldn't. Bryce Young looks lost. He looks lost. Now, can I put some of that on the coaching staff? Sure. You spent a fortune on this coaching staff to make sure he was situated this way. Mm -hmm. The line is terrible. The weapons are terrible. The scheme is terrible. But I can't can't watch what C.J. Stroud's doing. With a first-time offensive coordinator, first time, the oldest receiver on the field for him yesterday was Nico Collins. Mm -hmm. He's doing this with John Mechie and Noah Brown and Tank Dell and Dalton Schultz. That's unheard of. These were all threes. I made the comment of the problem with C.J. Stroud is that his receiver room looks like my dating record before I met my wife. It's a whole mess of threes. Mm -hmm. And he's making all of them look good. Do you realize that yesterday, if you had had C.J. Stroud, Noah Brown, uh, Tank Dell, and Dalton Schultz, you would have been guaranteed to cash in the millionaire if you didn't play anybody else. Wow. If you didn't play anybody in the five other slots, you would have cashed. And I understand that's fantasy. I get it. If you're not seeing it with CJ Stroud, and trust me, I have tried to put my finger in my eyes and just go, oh, you know, it's 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 just, it's fine. It's early. C.J. Stroud is doing things that are out of this world. Mm-hmm. Adam Black asked, how does Stroud make that better with Carolina? Because he's a better player. Straight up, he's a better player. His football IQ is higher, and it shows. His – all of it's better. The arm's better. I never thought that this would translate to the NFL because I had so many questions about him as a prospect coming out. And I'll just say it. I'm, I was wrong. I was straight up wrong, and I'll own this one. Track record says I write far more than I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. But I was wrong on this one. Mm -hmm. Now, can I say definitively that C.J. Stroud wouldn't look worse in Carolina and Bryce Young wouldn't look better in Houston? No, I can't say that. Am I telling you that Bryce Young's a lost cause? No, I'm not. I am getting to the point of his ceiling is below what I'm seeing C.J. Stroud do right now, and that's where I'm willing to go, uh uh-oh. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because I don't understand how Carolina's going to make it better. You don't have a first-round pick this year. You don't have a second-round pick next year. Mm -hmm. What's supposed to make this better? You gave up everything. The biggest loser here, and frankly, I'm not going to say I'm disagreeing with you because you're absolutely right on Bryce Young. The biggest loser here is Scott Fitterer because you thought you were a quarterback away. You are 11 players away from being even competitive in the worst division I've ever seen in the NFL. Yep. You jumped out of line. Mm -hmm. And I hope this serves as a cautionary tale to teams with Caleb Williams and Drake May. None of you 
are a quarterback away. None of the ones that are going to entertain the idea of jumping up to get these two kids, none of you are a quarterback away. And so learn from the error of the Carolina Panthers. How do you fix it? You go get a high-level talent evaluator to be the GM. And it better be somebody that's that's reasonably happy with Frank Wright. Who that is, I don't know. But you do not need to give this kid another playbook his second year in the NFL. Don't let this go the way of Baker Mayfield, where he's having to learn a new system every year. He never gets comfortable. He has the talent to be good. Mm-hmm. Right now, he does not have the supporting cast to be good, and it is very obvious. Yep. I agree. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM at 1400. We'll take a quick break. Daily Draft continues after this. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business. And we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. Back in the Sportsocracy inside the Ingles studio. Daily draft time. Stock up, stock down from the weekend. I started out with Caleb Williams stock down. And then I got a stock up for C.J. Stroud and a stock down for Bryce Young. Jeremy went with the entire AFC North. Names on the door, do what I want. As his stock up. You first. had a chance. And then he went stock up for both the Pac-12 contenders. So he's taking a total of six teams in the first two picks here. Uh, not saying he's cheated. Just just saying. Rick Flair, dirtiest player in the game. Let's go. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I'm, like, I'm getting ready to take two individual teams. Okay. Uh, my first one is a stock up. I am pretty sure this is the first time I've ever gone three stock ups in a row. Yes. Uh, and it's a stock up. Las Vegas Raiders, let's go. Good for you. Hey, yeah, you beat the dog piddle out of the, maybe the worst team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But it still made you feel good. You had to walk away from that looking at old Favre. Favre, which everyone makes you feel better. Uh, I saw elements of both. I do love that that kid wore a shirt in a hotel room that said, I play like, or I look like Favre, but I play like Favre. Uh, and, and he did. He was phenomenal. Now, Let's see you do that against the big boy defense on Sunday night football next week. 
I'm not telling you that the Raiders are are, are are on the right track now. I can just tell you, you got rid of the dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels does not deserve to be a coach in this league, period. He is a horror-awful human, really, from everything I can tell. And the story about Antonio Pierce really just confirmed that. Stop hiring him. I don't know who needs to hear that. I don't know who thinks that they can rehab him. I've been asked a hundred times if I think that that McDaniels is going to end up with with Bill in New England. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't think there's a place for him. I think you're in better shape with Bill O'Brien than you were with Josh McDaniels outside of the years with Tom Brady. Okay. And then I, I, I at some point have to have a stock down. It's pretty easy to have one. The Buffalo Bills. You know, that's it, it's just becoming much it's becoming way too obvious at this point mm-hmm. that you're at a deficiency in way too many places. Your offensive line is average or worse. In terms of running the ball, mm-hmm. you don't even try the vast majority of the time. Mm-hmm. It's Josh Allen and nothing else. Receiving court, you've got Stefan Diggs, who's a dog. Dalton Kincaid, who I think's a dog. And then randomly you'll get a little little splash of Gabriel Davis, a little splash of Khalil Shakir. Eh, it's inconsistent. Pass rush isn't getting home as often as you want it to. Young linebackers, were, they're, they're good. Yeah, those are pieces. And your secondary is genuinely awful. I don't see how that's a playoff team. Yeah. I don't. The AFC is too loaded. Now, in the NFC, you'd probably get a game on your home field because the NFC is horrible. This team would be really good if they were in the NFC. No doubt. If they were in the <laughs> NFC South, they'd probably be undefeated right now. No doubt. But they're not. No, they're and not. you're in an AFC where you've come out of the easiest part of your schedule, mm-hmm. one game above 500. You have allowed the Jets to hang around. You're still behind Miami, who you've already beaten once, and I'm not sure they can beat anybody good. I'm also not sure that it matters because I can't get you to 11-6. and six. And 11-6 and six is what you need to win this division. And you're going to lose tiebreakers with virtually everybody else because you got three or five wins against the NFC. Because this is going to end up with three or four teams at 10 and seven. Mm-hmm. You'll lose the tiebreaker to every last one of them. Yeah. Last night was a game that you had to have and you could not do it. And you never really threatened it. My next back-to-back picks, today's daily draft, stock up, stock down from the weekend. I'm going to stay in the NFL. And I too am going. Uh, I'm I'm going to do that again, where I do back to back picks here that relate to each other. Uh, first is a stock down for the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys. I I mean your your goods good, right? I just don't know that you got great in you anywhere. And your coach is going to make sure that you don't see it, and your quarterback's going to make sure that you don't see it. There's a high side to the rest of this team that could be championship level. I don't feel that way as long as Mike McCarthy is your head coach and Dak Prescott's your quarterback. I've read this book. I've read this book a bunch of times. This was basically the Jason Garrett years. You're at a deficiency against virtually every coach you go up against because your coach does not understand a clock. Mm -hmm. Somebody should probably get him a watch like this lovely one on my wrist and explain to him, you see how the second hands move? That's what happens unless you stop the clock. Never changed since the dawning of time. It's never changed. Mike McCarthy doesn't understand it. Yeah. And Dak Prescott is just 
he is an average quarterback. Mm -hmm. And I've heard all day, this is the best we've ever seen Dak look. Yeah, and it's still not good enough. Still not good enough in a league with Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes and all the other slew of quarterbacks. He is still the ninth best quarterback in this league. Mm -hmm. The talent around him is not good enough to prop that up. And outside of CeeDee Lamb and Jake Ferguson, your receiving core is irrelevant. Yep. Steven Tao says in the comments, that's not totally fair. The Cowboys were in it until the final whistle. Yeah, they were. That's the point. The point is you're in it till the final whistle, and when it comes down to that moment, I don't think you have it in you. I mean, my father used to have a phrase when I was a kid that used to drive me absolutely crazy. And now I'm going to use it because it applies right here. Winners win and losers lose. And that is an an absolutely infallible phrase. The Philadelphia Eagles are winners. The Dallas Cowboys are not. That's why you haven't won a Super Bowl in almost my lifetime. Mm -hmm. You change the cast, and the story stays the same. Every single year, you think you're a contender until you play a contender. And invariably, you stay close and you lose. Last year in the playoffs, how many times in the playoffs have they lost by a possession? It's because you got a quarterback that's not a winner. He's not. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he'd be a great dude to go drink beers with. Do I want him as my starting quarterback? Oh, good Lord, no. Good Lord, no. Mm -hmm. Stock up for the Philadelphia Eagles. Not I necessarily. Can't agree. I genuinely cannot agree with this one. But why? Because the Philadelphia Eagles found out something yesterday. They found out that there's not another team in this conference that could touch them, right? I don't necessarily agree with that. Really? That Seattle team that you saw yesterday. That's the fifth best team in the conference. That Dallas team that you saw yesterday. Probably the fourth best team in the conference. Mm-hmm. There's two. If San Francisco can get their their ducks in a row, because mm-hmm. right now they have squirrels and they're on methamphetamine. That they do. They get everything grouped. Ah, do I feel great about your coaching staff right now? No, I don't. And I'm going to say something, and this is going to sound really strange. I don't think that Tush Push is doing Brian Johnson any favors. What do you mean? Because it almost feels like they're playing for third and one, fourth and one. Mm-hmm. And, oh, look, I got this play that works. You also never get a rhythm of any kind. That offense looks great for 15 out of a 60-minute game. And it seems like that happens every single week. Mm-hmm. And I may be grasping at straws. Brian Johnson may just not be a good play caller. I don't know. I am trying to figure out why this looks so good at times, and then you go 20 minutes where it looks like you couldn't score on a group of Girl Scouts. And your defense is not good. The front seven is really good. And I won't even go front seven. The front four is really good. And Zach Cunningham had a pretty good game yesterday. Mm -hmm. Your secondary is awful. And teams with two good receivers are going to mess with you. Mm-hmm. The good thing for you is that you probably won't see one of those outside of San Francisco until you play in the Super Bowl. Now, here's the other problem. You're, you ever heard that phrase, iron sharpens iron? Mm-hmm. Well, you're trying to sharpen yourself with a block of Colby Jack cheese because the NFC sucks. <laughs> Something awful. There uh-huh. are 11 teams in the AFC, I swear to you, that I think could win divisions in the NFC. Mm-hmm. That is how bad it is. And you're going to go into this iron sharpening iron against the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Ravens, whatever team you wind up against, and you're going to see something that you ain't seen not nearly enough times. Well, you tell me where I'm wrong on anything I just said. Well, I, they, well, I mean, they totally. get to play the Chiefs this coming week. Mm-hmm. You see that you will have seen me. the Chiefs, the Dolphins, and the the uh, Buffalo Bills. Bills. That's it. Yep. 
and the it. 49ers and the Cowboys, obviously. I don't um, put the Cowboys in that contender tier. Mm-hmm. You, see, you see the 49ers, awesome. If they don't figure their, themselves out, that's not one either. Mm-hmm. These teams are doing this against each other every single week. Mm-hmm. An easy week for those AFC North teams is playing Pittsburgh. That'd be the fifth best team on their schedule. I'm just, I'm back to where we were in the 90s. Philadelphia, you're the best team in the NFC, and that's awesome. That's going to get you a nice banner and a sweet little ring. It's also going to get you dog walked by whoever gets out of the AFC. <laughs> in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Unless you can figure these things out. Right. You got two new play callers, and it is super obvious to me every time I watch Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But you keep winning, and you're winning ugly, and that's fine. That's totally fine. It's a lot harder to do against Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes than it is against Dak Prescott. No doubt. All right, uh, your final selection. I, you know, I got this game wrong, and I'm a, I'm a big man. I'll, I'll admit when I'm wrong. Alabama roll, roll tide. Mm-hmm. Alabama's not as bad as I let on to be. Jalen Milrow, he's figuring things out. Do I think you would go? Do a, do I think you have any shot of getting into the playoff? No, I don't. Because I just don't see a path. Mm-hmm. You lost to Texas. They're gonna win their conference. Now, granted, their conference is awful, but they're going to have every factor against you, and I don't think they're losing another game. I don't think you have a shot of getting in over the Pac-12 winner, even if you beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're getting in. Mm-hmm. So you would need nothing short of a small miracle, but th- this might be the best coaching job Nick Saban's ever done because that offense is not as talented as you're used to. I mean, we were ready to throw dirt on them. Mm-hmm. The defense looks really good, though. Well, the defense is super talented, and Nick Saban has done a great job. I mean, remember at the beginning of the season, we were talking, especially after the Texas game, was I don't know that this defense has that killer instinct in them. I think they found it. They found it over the over the weeks of the season, and you saw them play pretty well against an LSU team, uh, a really good LSU team. Excuse me. No, no, no. It's a really good LSU offense. Yes, that's that what I mean. defense. Whew. It's bad. How do you have one of the best defensive players in the country and you are objectionable? I mean, your your defense is straight up offensive. That's hard to do. You got a guy that could win the Heisman with three losses. That You have an undrafted free agent? Uh, Cuz I do. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Everything Colorado Buffalo. Can we just treat that like it doesn't exist until it shows that it should? I've already done it for three weeks. <laughs> I mean, you fire Sean Lewis because the or you didn't fire him, you demoted him, which I'm not sure is not worse. For Pat Shermer and whatever that was, and you've just got this attitude, you're not going to a bowl game. It's not in the cards. And you had a great progression to four and eight. And I'm a level with you. I'm sure it's it's cool to be, you know, with Coach Prime. I don't know if I'm a high-level recruit. I'm looking at that going, I'm not getting the kind of coaching there that I'm getting in, in other places. Because mm-hmm. he loves to throw guys under the bus, and he does it on a weekly basis. He does it to his own kids. He what does do it think? to his own kids. He does it to his coaching staff. Right. What do you think he's going to do to me if I go did, there? Did you see the end of that game, by the way? No. He didn't understand to call a timeout. He didn't know the clock was running. There were 42 seconds left. 
He had one timeout left. He waited until two seconds left to call a timeout. Yeah, good call. It's one of the most mind-boggling things I've ever seen in the history of football that a coach, and he was sitting there arguing with the official about it until literally the play clock was going to expire. So he just, okay. I don't get. I don't get any of this. What was he arguing about? They should have stopped the clock. He th- I guess he thought the, the kid got out of bounds. I, I don't really know. Uh, I didn't make that appointment television to watch because that team is completely irrelevant. Absolutely, and they have been for a while. But it's. Uh, I think he's going to struggle to find coaches because the the Sean Lewis thing has. It's not just me that it's rubbed the wrong way. Mm-hmm. He throws Charles Kelly under the bus. I mean, if I'm a vet coach. I'm good. No, and you need vet coaches. It's going to be because yes you man. are a great marketer and you are a great recruiter, but you're not winning anything in this conference with Pat Shermer. No, that's got a staff full of yes men written all over it. Of just well, yes, Coach Prime, whatever you say, Coach Prime, and we'll move on. You know, whatever you say. I don't know how how he recruits this. This this will be one of the most interesting. I'll say three-year experiments we ever see because Colorado merchandise through the roof. Exposure through the roof. Yep. Does it actually translate to anything? I mean, it's translated to a lot of money for them. But as far as actual I'm building of a field, program? Does it does it do anything to wins and losses? And and back-satisfied Browns fan, he I, I love when people quote me to me. He said, just because you played football really well doesn't mean you can coach. Wise man once said that, and it's this fat mulleted man that sits in front of you today. Right. Well, I mean, you can you can certainly coach great players at lower levels. He does a great job of what it is he does. The problem is that to do that, you have to be able to assemble a staff of really good coaches because at the end of the day, you're not that. You're not the X's and O guy. You're not the game management guy. You're not. It's obvious, and you've made it abundantly clear all year long. So you need somebody on the staff that is that. But every time you find one that might be a long-term piece, Sean Lewis should have been a long-term piece. That was considered the coup of the offseason that they got him to step down at Kent State to take this job. You threw him under the bus the first opportunity you got. And trust me, other coaches saw it. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, my UDFA, I'm on stock down for Tyler and Spartanburg. Suck on that, Tyler. Clemson Tigers beating Notre Dame over the weekend. I mean, look, is that the thing that you can – hey, we beat a top 15 team. I mean, yeah, I guess you technically did. They weren't ranked 15th in the country at the time that you beat them. Uh, is that the bounce back, though? Does that heal anything for Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers? No. No, it does not. No, and, and I've I've heard a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, doesn't this change?" Any? No, it doesn't change anything. No. Hey, now you will go to a bowl. Awesome. That's that's cool. We're 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 really glad you're going to go to a bowl game. Yep. Enjoy right. the Michelin tire <laughs> Chipotle burrito guacamole bowl. I'm I'm sure that'll be awesome. It's going to be riveting, riveting TV. Uh, but yeah, Tyler. Screw you, man. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. 
Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, each perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three at 6% ABV, max protection. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. Back at the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Time for the most important message of the day, Jeremy Green. Don't do crimes. Yeah, let's go to Milwaukee where crimes have been happening. Um, They've been having a problem up there with bad drivers. They must have a lot of people from Florida up there. Um, Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. It's gotten so bad that they had to have a press conference this morning to straighten everybody out and say, look, I don't know what's going on, but you people are being way too reckless out there on the roadways, and we need to practice a little bit more road safety in this town because in recent weeks there have been um actually this is what last two weeks there have been several fatal crashes throughout the city um there was a fatal crash the latest fatal crash was the fifth in less than a week a total of seven people have died in these crashes many of these crashes caused by reckless driving and therefore the psa right Well, bad news. After the press conference this morning, Milwaukee Police Chief Jeffrey Norman was leaving the scene and he got creamed by a a dump truck. The dump truck, driving recklessly, was not slowing down enough for the stoplight that he was stopped at and he tried to miss him but didn't. Uh, Crushed to the back end of his, uh, his, his SUV, the police chief's. Police chief is now in the hospital, non-life-threatening injuries, but tell me that's not the most ironic thing to happen today. <laughs> you just got done with a reckless driving press conference, and the chief of police gets rear-ended leaving the press conference. My story comes from Las Vegas, Nevada. It's about a homeowner named Val Williams. She noticed that there was an unusual stench emanating from her yard in the past few weeks. So she took the cameras that she has outside Mm -hmm. and she repositioned them. And what she discovered was that her Amazon delivery driver was watering her plants, (laughs) but not with a water bottle, Uh with a hose of his own, and not in the way that you're supposed to. Uh Obviously, she did what every Karen would do, and she had to call the employer and get him mm-hmm. fired. Absolutely. Let me say this as clearly as I can as somebody that's been a delivery driver. I am a camel, and I don't have to make toilet very often. 
Not everybody is that way. And some of your houses are out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Okay? So, unless you're inviting the delivery driver in to use your facilities, maybe just say, hey, stop peeing on the side of the house. We can give you a spot because we live out in the middle of nowhere. And every delivery driver I know just went, amen. Mm -hmm. Stop whipping it out in front of my ring doorbell and quit peeing on my flowers. All right? There's a tree right over yon but, uh but the tree is in crick. the the tree is in the <laughs> middle of the neighborhood you would risk people seeing you there he went to an inconspicuous spot you're in the middle of the front of somebody's house this is on the side of the house oh he went around the house now am i mm-hmm. saying you should do it you should whiz on somebody's house no i also don't know what his route looks like this might be the only spot so okay? also if you've been doing it to a level where it stinks there's probably one something medically wrong with you less asparagus daryl less asparagus (laughs) and two i'm gonna say he's doing it at the same house on purpose right you're waiting until you get to that house to urinate on their flowers yeah steven tell uh thank you in in, in all in all capital letters Mm -hmm. trust me it's a problem that nobody ever thinks about then they it's just like the 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 delivery driver that chucks your package up on the up on the steps hey he's got a million packages okay you know what he did he felt yours and went hmm soft bet that won't uh bet it won't break if i give her a little toss Mm -hmm. because i've got things to do (laughs) i'm a man of the people and ring doorbells are the worst Uh uh-huh just ask the guy to stop peeing on your house. The guy didn't need to be fired because you're a Karen, okay? Just maybe have a conversation with somebody. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe find another spot. I'm not, I'm not saying she was right in this scenario. She's not right. She's incredibly wrong. Nah, I doubt it. I don't think so. I don't think she was wrong for it either. I really don't. Never made any effort to ask the delivery driver himself. Hmm. Maybe she's a little confused, right? After seeing his thing on her cameras. Or maybe she's a Karen that just wants to get somebody in trouble. Could be. Hmm. I'm going to lean on mine. I'm, 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 I dealt with this, so I know who. I don't know this person specifically. I know the person that calls on this. And just so you know, I started this with I'm a camel. I never had this problem. I did have the, well, he threw my shirt on the porch. You ever seen a shirt break? I actually responded that way one time. Not the right way to respond. <laughs> You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Don't do crimes. We'll be right back with the rest of Overreaction Monday. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. 
The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. We're back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Overreaction Monday. Wrap it up here. We still got to talk about the AFC South. Yes. Jacksonville Jaguars lead that division. Yes. They get the San Francisco 49ers next. Uh, the Jaguars are going to win this division by a lot. The yes. question is, can either of the other two teams, either three teams in this division, make it interesting? I'm not ready to go there with Tennessee yet. Mm-mm. It's two games of Will Levis. I, I don't see a path to you getting to 10-7, and seven, which is requisite. I don't see with the Indianapolis Colts. At the end of the day, your defense is still really confusing. But good for you, mm-hmm. Kenny Moore. Um, <laughs> the Texans are the one that I'm the most interested in. They have some very winnable games left on their schedule. And with C.J. Stroud playing the way he's playing, I don't think it's untoward to say that they're going to be competitive. They could be. I mean, they could They could be a nine-win team. Well, they're four and four right now. They had yeah. an early bye. You still play at the Bengals. You still play the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Browns. Mm-hmm. That's four games that I feel pretty sure you're going to lose. Yes. That would put you at nine and eight mm-hmm. if you lose those. You would need a whole mess of help. Mm-hmm. But I could easily see you beating one of those teams too and having a – I could see them losing a game they're not supposed to and then beating a team that was competitive for the playoffs. And the Jets is the one that I just keep – it just keeps staring at me like, that would be the jettiest thing ever. Right. Uh, Houston, I don't feel like there's a threat. I don't feel like there's a threat to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't feel like there's another threat to a playoff team, any team in this division. Any team that can throw the ball like that is a threat. Mm-hmm. Problem is they're very one-dimensional, and the defense is – that back half leaves a lot to be desired. Yes, it does. They give up a ton of big plays. Mm-hmm. NFC North. Detroit Lions rule this division. Yeah, they won without playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's not a team in this division that's even in your class. The Bears are god-awful. And I don't care if it's Tyson Bajant. I don't care if it's Justin Fields. To no. me, they're the exact same guy. Yes. They, they play differently, but they're going to throw terrible interceptions turn the ball over at the worst possible time they're irrelevant Mm -hmm. minnesota's irrelevant i don't care what your record is Uh, josh dobbs that was cute i i don't see how anybody thinks that that's even kind of competitive Mm. i mean they are but they are right Uh, there will be a seventh team that makes the playoffs in the nfc it's probably gonna be a team that's bad Mm -hmm. that could be minnesota I suppose. They still got the Packers. They still got the Bears, the Broncos, and the Raiders on that schedule. Just those games alone puts them in nine wins. And that could happen. Okay. But you're not a threat to anybody. I was about to say, woo. No. All right, so you get in and you play the Lions in the first round of the playoffs and they beat you 45-6. to six. Mm-hmm. Uh, But give credit to Josh Dobbs. You know, we were watching the end of that game yesterday at home and my wife immediately looked at me after you know they won and the camera zoomed in and she went man that's a weird looking dude <laughs> i was like yes yes it is honey but he's he's not bad at football no i mean he's fine the, the the thing i don't understand and i always struggle with this when a team has their 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 quarterback go down why are you trying to win games why are, what, why what what purpose does this serve 
oh, we're going to sneak in as the seven seed in the playoffs. Your quarterback went down. Mm-hmm. This is a great draft class. You didn't want to win yesterday. Atlanta did because they're still competitive in the division. They could get a home playoff game. That's why it's even more maddening to me that no B. John Robinson. Yeah. But I, I just don't care. But you're never – I mean, you they're not going full tank mode. You should. You 100% should. And just sit back and wait. All right, you bring back Kirk Cousins for a year. Is that competitive? No. You're the six, seven again. Yep. You, you, you have every. You, that's it. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. You're ki- if you're going to be bad, be bad. And this team is not good. Yep. Uh, and I have to say this because I know it's coming. Jordan Love won a game against Brett Rippon, an offense that genuinely could not get the ball over the 50 yard line. I saw nothing from Jordan Love that yep. doesn't tell me I'm 100% right. Yep. Green Bay, you can beat the awfulest of the awful. And right now, the L.A. Rams are as bad as we said they were in the preseason. Yep. Matthew Stafford props them up. If you watched more than seven minutes of that game, I think you should probably contact a lawyer, preferably one that handles mesothelioma uh, claims, and see if there's a class action lawsuit that you can file for your wasted time. Monday Night Football tonight, New York Jets and the Los Angeles Chargers. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We will be back with a recap tomorrow along with all the power rankings for Week 10.